1: Welcome to season two of Mother May I Sleep With podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to Lifetime original movies. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. I have to tell you something, Ronnie. Okay. So I'm a little bit panicked because I'm wearing, see how I'm wearing my blue glasses,
2: did you change them or did you start with those? I feel like you changed those.
1: No, so I like took a nap when I like I was wearing my sunglasses when he first came here. Oh, I took a nap and like tried to watch Pretty Little Liars, <sighs> and now I can't find them. And the glasses I was wearing were clear, and like I just know I'm going to sit on them later.
2: I know this is so like seven years ago, but Mona did it. I still believe Mona's to blame for every fucking thing in my life. Who is Mona? My- wasn't Mona like the first A? Because you know how they keep finding out who A is? Oh my God, you are so a funny. Is?
1: You actually know Pretty Little Liars?
2: I watched the first t- two seasons, but then they they went, everybody was goddamn A. And I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm so
1: in love with you. I did not know you watched Pretty Little Liars. Hannah
2: being blackmailed into eating a whole thing of piggy cupcakes mm-hmm. in front of the popular girls while sad music played. And she cried.
1: I know. But wait, ready? <laughs> so like, I watched the whole thing like... I started at Bonnaroo because like we would stay in our RV for most of the day because it was so hot and then come out at night. And I started binging Pretty Little Liars and uh, I like watched most of it and then caught up. And for some reason that Piggy Cupcake episode flew over my head and I think I probably just like trauma blacked it out even though purging has never been my thing. It's more like starvation, binge, starvation. Um,
2: Yeah, I think that takes more like willpower. I respect that.
1: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it takes more willpower. I would just say I know it works. Like, bulimia doesn't work.
2: But I've tried it so many times because, you know, I have tons of food issues and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I really gave it the good old go. But yeah. I think I eat so much. And when I eat, I eat, like, pizza. And that's really hard when you just shove pizza down. You have to, like, put your whole hand. It's like you have to be grabbing shit out your stomach. Girl, I ain't got time for that.
1: You got to be really, really, really full or you have to have a really good gag reflex Or, I don't know, like you just ruin the taste of pizza for yourself.
2: Yeah, I I gave it a a shot. Um, My eating disorder is like binge, but I'm longer term. Yeah. So you haven't met me skinny yet. But I'll go through like a year of just not eating very much and exercising. Go figure. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel so powerful to do it. And I get really skinny. And then I'm like, "Mm, I want to do whatever I want. What am I skinny for? To get laid? Yeah. And then I rebel against myself. It's fucked up.
1: I'll like work out for two months and then I'll be like, I am a supermodel. Like I am, I and by the way, I'll see no difference in my body because it's so unfair. Men like do (laughs) one thing and their body like immediately reacts and you get that. It's like, posting a bomb ass tweet and like getting those likes right away. Like for chicks, you're just like sitting around waiting for that diet to finally start working, which by the way, you guys, welcome to mother may I sleep with podcast. My guest today is Ronnie Karam. We are not talking about eating disorders today, but we are talking about a little bit of eating disorders. We right will now. be.
2: I'm sure I never saw her eat in this movie.
1: No, she doesn't eat in this movie. Um, I do want to say now that we're talking about this, I feel like I either have to have you back or I made a huge mistake. In picking this movie for you, because there was a great Kaylee Cuoco jam called Fat Like Me, where like, I think she goes undercover as a fat person. Oh, God, person I've heard to, about like, that like, and I've not it. let
2: myself watch it. I feel like that's something I'll watch in the old folks' home and just cry be like, I get it.
1: Yeah. Like, but like, also, it's like shallow how. So, like, why? But also, yes.
2: Shallow how.
1: Um, okay. <laughs> but he's so the same every time. It's ironic. We were gonna do this last Friday, but like, I felt like it was a little bit too tight of a turnaround for me. Because I did one.
2: You had a lot going on, yeah. And I was about to go out of town. I was like, it was the day in between parties. Yeah. And it's so much better to not be thinking of anything tomorrow. You know.
1: Well, the real hero in this story is Stephen because he's the one who's like has a really fucking busy life and was probably like Jesus fucking Christ. Stephen is a fucking hero.
2: You need like a little
3: mic on your.
1: Stephen, were you mad at me?
3: No, I'm just giggling.
1: I know, but like seriously, like I was like, the only person who's getting fucked here is Steven. Like, and I was thinking that and I was thinking like you should make a point to say, Steven, I know this really only affects you, but
3: <laughs> you were being so chill about it. I you. And I you. knew you need
1: to sleep. You've been so sleepy the last couple of times I've seen you.
3: I know. I did. I did take a few naps today. I feel really good. You did? Yeah. Were I
1: you feel- not at the office?
3: I took a laundry day.
1: You guys, Stephen's at Feral Audio now full time. Can you say that?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very Steven,
2: exciting. Stephen, I love that you take care of yourself.
3: I'm trying to. I certainly realize that burnout can happen really quickly if you don't, if it stays unchecked.
2: Yeah, we, we're both very good at that too. We've learned that about each other. We'll be like, I'm going to stay in bed today.
3: Stephen also does
2: male beauty,
1: like you do lotions and you stuff. You do.
2: Your skin is like nice, and your hair is like floppy, but it's well conditioned. Oh, thank you. It's like finger combed.
3: Very nice. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: What beauty products do you use?
3: Ooh, I have to. I'm actually keeping track of this because I'm going to be on Natch Butte. Um, oh, you are? Are yeah, you the yeah. first male What's guest? That? What is that? Uh, Natch Butte is Jackie Johnson's new podcast. Natch Just, Butte? Yes. Yeah, I was
1: on it today.
3: You were? Yeah. yeah Ma- it's Ma- about
1: being a natural beauty and your products. And Steven produces that one, too.
2: Oh, that girl's really talented.
3: It's it's a, a great podcast. Yeah. Moll's episode is fabulous. And um, yeah, I'm going to be the first male guest. So. Perfect. Uh, you know? So
2: you don't want to spoil it.
3: Well, I don't want to... Uh, I need to keep track of my... Because n- normally I'll just buy stuff and like trial and error. And You're th- not a
2: pomade guy? Because my guess is pomade.
3: I actually use hairspray because I feel like m- my hair gets really curly, so I don't want to weigh it down. So I use hairspray, actually. They've really
2: improved hairspray. I haven't had hair in like 15 years, but I used to have long curly hair like yours, mm-hmm. and I would grow it really long. And pomade, aloe vera, True. shit that I would take off the trees... I can't believe hairspray. I'm from the AquaNet. Time I, of I, life. This is
3: this is like a like a 10-hold kind of thing. Oh my it. god. So I have an
1: idea. Your hair always looks great. Mm-hmm. And I do want to ask, did you discover hairspray because like one day that was all a girlfriend had and you were like, I'll try this? Or did you get into hairspray on your own?
3: Maybe it maybe was a girlfriend, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think
1: that's how it usually happens. Because
3: yeah, you start out with like weird goop. And like, like your hair like wax. And then it was just, yeah, one day I was like, oh, wait a minute. This has a straight, like, yeah, extra strength. Did you ever
2: go through a mousse period?
3: No, my hair's too wavy and curly and I feel like that never.
2: Mousse is the biggest con in the hair industry. Do they still have that? I don't
1: even understand it. I've never understood it. It just weighs down your roots.
2: It does. And then you walk out and everybody thinks you have dandruff because you used fucking mousse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way about dry shampoo too. Sorry, Stephen. Why?
3: Oh, no, I was going to say that's like the whipped cream It just feels like whipped cream in your hair.
1: Like, if a stylist does that to me, I'm like, I don't like where this is going, but okay, I trust you. And, like, sometimes they still don't like it when it's done, but they know how to use it. A lot of this stuff is not meant for us plebeians at home. Like, you have to have your hair school degree. You have to
2: go to a professional to keep it up, or you look stupid. It's like people are like, I saw HGTV. I'm going to remodel my entire house. And you're like, I saw that tile at Home Depot, A. And B, you didn't even cut it straight.
4: Right. You know? Yeah.
2: Hire somebody. Some things are good to hire people for.
1: So, Stephen, what I was going to tell you is I'm also a curly girl and I, well, you're not, a, you're a curly man. And I have had a lifelong journey with figuring out the best way to manage my curls. And mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a sample of something tonight. Take it home. Let me know what you think. It's called Miss, Je- Miss Jessie's Pillow Soft Curls. And I Pillow discovered soft. it. It smells like fucking uh, fabric soft I like it. No, it's very new school. But it's it smells like fabric softener. You put it in your hair, you just let it air dry and your curls come out like a beautiful finger wave. Like people always think I like Ooh. did my hair, like did my curls, but they just naturally go that way.
2: Yeah, I love when your hair is like all bouncy and curly.
1: Thanks, babe. So like literally one day I fucking tweeted the company and I just was like, hey guys, just want to say. Love what you do. Thanks for creating a product that finally works for me. <laughs> and then they retweeted it. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So I like, because I'm like, I want to, I want to be on their radar. Like I want them to know I love them.
4: Oh yeah. I go over, over.
1: I'm the only white person in the history of the company to tweet at them. I think I was the only one retweeted. Everyone else retweeted. It's like, Why this is, is it not, for, uh, I think it's aimed for, uh, like African American hair. Like black hair. Oh. And so I had no idea. And also my hair is so thin, I would never think that a product for African American or black hair would work in my hair. But it's oh, the perfect. perfect thing for me. Mm. But I used I just to use mane like... and
2: tail. That was my other big one because there was a lot of horses in Texas. And one of them said that it helps keep their hair, hair healthy. And I would mm-hmm. go to the little farmer store and buy huge things of it. And it would harden. Uh-huh. and be disgusting but then after it hardened and you did the fingers through your hair it would be like his hair like just yeah. beautiful and oh wavy gosh.
1: it's like two fifty. do you want to know who else $2.50 do you know who else uses that who Sarah Jessica Parker
2: she does she swears
1: by man and tail
2: you see there you go And she still has hers do you think mm-hmm. it's from masturbation? Like, I don't understand how I'm it's sorry, even what? fair. Like, losing my hair so young. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's not fair because it's supposed to come from your mother's side. And my grandpa, my papa, still has a full head of hair. he's missing a leg.
1: How like, bald are you? Your head's shaved.
2: I'm I'm bald. Yeah, but you can see my line. I'm not weird about being bald because you can't help it. I'm weird about things I can control.
1: This is why I'm such a good friend is because I have I can't see your line. I'm You're blind. You're also he's, short. Everyone's got to have a blind friend. No, I'm 5'7". Yeah.
2: But, I mean, compared to me, I'm like Hagrid. You're Harry Potter, you know? Like, you don't see up there.
1: Yeah, you're right.
2: And also, I always shave it freshly when I see you because I want to look handsome for my date.
1: Oh, thank you. So I'm clean cut. So, speaking of dates, our movie is about uh, something that's actually topical this week, which I'm glad. That's why I started to ramble about how we rescheduled this. Because in the last week, this couple, this movie is about, came up in the news Mary Kay Letourneau and Billy Falau have filed for divorce. Uh, the movie you watched was All American Girl, the Mary Kay Letourneau story, starring well, Penelope. Well, just to
2: just to clarify, he filed for separation, mm-hmm. and then she fought the separation and is trying to get the separation dismissed. Which I'm not sure why you would do that. What do you think's going on?
1: Well, do you want to know what I heard? Yes. So apparently, and I think I got this from Heather McDonald or someone reposted it in my Emotionally Broken Psychos group. Uh-huh. Apparently Villy wants to get his license to, to grow and sell weed. But because Mary Kay has sex offender status and he's married to a sex offender, oh. he can't actually do that. So I'm wondering if they really like if he really is trying to divorce her or if they're gonna stay together and she just like doesn't want her husband selling weed.
2: But don't you feel like he would have had to tell somebody, like I'm, get I'm filing for separation because they've been kind of off the radar for a while. Like, do people have Google alerts set up on the pacer or whatever when you, where you file that shit? Like, how would anybody find out if he didn't tell them?
1: Well, no, I think that like first of all, there's I think that reporters check that shit every day. Like, they are like seeing who's getting divorced in the county. Also, that's definitely something that like when the po- files get put through the court, they're the most they're, like, famous. Dings. Yeah, like someone, the courthouse clerk, like. Have you ever done that? Like,
2: gone online and see, like, looked up people's um, files through the Pacer system. Girl, I felt like a crazy person. I've done it.
1: Okay, so do you remember, like, when the Manchester thing happened and that fucking dude? There was some dude. Oh in yeah, Boston. the Ariana Grande thing. Yeah. Well, no, not uh, yeah. We know about the Manchester thing, but the terrorist attack in Manchester. But um, some like comedian in Boston, like, was making really shitty jokes about. Like he was just basically turning the whole thing in an op- into an opportunity to like get retweets, and it was really day class A. It got a huge response. A lot of people who are like other freelance writers went after him, which I always take exception to because I'm like, you're you're just glad there's another spot for you. You're just glad there's another like open job now because this guy's getting fired. Um,
2: also, they're on the retweet band. So like, they're like, I'm outraged. And then other people will be like, I'm outraged too. I'll retweet that person.
1: Exactly. I had like a Ivanka thing that I wanted to tweet today, but I was like, you've already kind of like touched on this and you have to stop. Like, this is not.
2: I like that you edit yourself with your tweets.
1: I have to now. I mean, I used to just tweet whatever I was thinking. I used to just tweet rap lyrics while I was driving. Like I, not only tweeting and driving, but tweeting like a rap lyric while I was driving. I'd just be like, must be the money. Send. Like, I
2: tweet too long.
1: Um, that's okay. Like multiple tweets, you mean?
2: I just don't edit myself and I tend to only use social media if I'm drunk. And so it's yeah. never something good. You I had to
1: stop I had to stop drinking and snapping. I was doing that for a while. That's but it's the I, only time I do it. I also was on like a little bit of a bender post-election.
2: Oh, that's the worst.
1: So I was like getting, not like I'd go out, not eat all day, go out, have two martinis, and just like next thing I know I'm like,
4: well that's the
2: best time because you're like look I'm happy you know that's what alcohol does to people that's why depressed people like it like makes you happy I'm like look everybody I'm happy I'm having so much fun look at this thing I'm eating look at that girl over there and then the next day it's not good I used to do those periscope things drunk Mm -hmm. not good
1: I know well Rondell if either you or I were the type of person that wanted to like attract a mate like that would be the first thing that has to go Like no, no.
2: I want to attract a mate who's like Ronnie. Do this and then press the save button. And if you want to post this tomorrow, we'll filter it and put it out. Like someone who understands. I'm crazy so
1: much that they wanted to watch it over and over. No, no,
2: just someone who knows I'm crazy, and they're like, let's make this crazy work in an acceptable way where we're not kicked out of restaurants.
1: You don't get like, like iry or what? what what's the, what's the word that you would use for angry? Like you don't get like ornery when someone's like, "Hey, don't do that," or maybe save it, or maybe edit yourself. Because when a guy says that to me, I doubled down. I'm like, "Fuck you, bitch!" It's going online.
2: Yeah, but that's also why I don't have sex when I'm drunk because I just get I have become a different person and I'll yell. And people who know me know I'm very obnoxious and very loud. And they say you're being obnoxious and loud. And I'm like, "Sorry, sorry. You're such a good friend, oh. boo." But- yeah. You know, it's a lot of therapy guys just got yeah. into that. But they can get me. It's like a lucid dream. Yes. Where they're like, you can't control yourself. And I'm like, you're right.
1: Yeah. But never drink water.
2: Drink a ton of water and take a Tylenol PM and you won't have any hangover. You'll wake up feeling oh, great.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not that self-aware. Um, <sighs> so, you guys, um, I'm just going to like play it to you straight. I'm obsessed with this case. I've always been obsessed with <laughs> this case. It's one of the first like really salacious things I can remember outside of Jean Bonnet. Um, and this movie was for what was like such an interesting story at the time, really boring. They managed to take the most interesting true crime story that I can think of, kind of, and make it super, super boring.
2: It was interesting. Um, it was interesting that her whole character was so sad. And it was weird that it kind of came up with excuses because I feel like a lot of movies um, really just torch the victim. And they're like, this is when Jody went fucking nuts, you know? Um, and they make them even crazier. Whereas this one, they're like, here's all the reasons that she could have done it.
1: Right. Well, (laughs) I was going to say, this is Jody Arias asked to me where it's like, I didn't walk away feeling sympathy because I know more of this true story from following it in the news. So much Jody Arias was kind of like a mystery to me until I saw the lifetime movie.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: But, like, I I mean, I maintain that Jodi Arias is innocent. She was driven to do that crime. Um, Whoa. They do. (laughs) Did
2: you say that when we did that podcast?
1: Well, I said that what Travis did to her was equally as bad.
2: Uh, I mean, not equally, but, I mean, it was bad.
4: It was bad.
1: And my psychic friend Chris, like, literally when I told him that I think Jodi Arias, I was like, oh, what do you think about Jodi Arias? like, he drove her to it. He was like, he knew that she was messed up, and he just drove her to it.
2: Yeah, but didn't he like move? I forget things really quickly, but didn't he like move to a different place and then she moved there too? And then
1: Nah, dude, she stalked him and then he hired her to clean her house because she was like, I need a job.
2: Did that happen? I saw the movie. Yeah. Oh my god. And it was like
1: we talked about it. She was like bent over in the juice aisle. Oh yeah, I
2: remember that. Who hasn't been there? Who you can't forget
1: that. Like ass out in the juice aisle yeah. in her mom shorts and then like he comes down and he's like hey what are you doing here she's like I need a job and next thing we know she's at his house in a French made up like outfit
2: yeah she was nuts but yeah I see what you're saying some guys are like oh I'm so into that crazy girl he just wanted the poon. And then they the just poon. fuck with her. Yeah, the poon.
1: Yeah. And he couldn't like deny it after, like, well after the fact that he but knew. But he was
2: like a self help guy. Like, that kills me. It's like you could have all the, he's like a little celebrity in his own world. You yeah. can go get it, but it's like something turns him on about the crazy. I have to say to um, anybody listening to this who knows me, from other shows this is the calmest I've ever been on a podcast yeah we're not on drugs and we're not drunk we are in Molly's living room and it's one of the most comfortable days I've ever had the Eric well, Molly got FAC, air conditioning baby. Stevens here there's a TV hung now I'm leaning on a table which I love to lean we've
1: the, been writing for like two hours yeah we're, we're like chill. synergy wise yeah. we're good Um, but yeah, so I pulled some clips for this movie and I want to talk about it, but I more want to talk about the case and some of the other stuff that surrounded it because in general, I think people know this story and there wasn't anything that was like, Oh, the outfits in this are like incredible or anything like that. Maybe there, there's a couple scenes with acting that are kind of great. Billy's mom is fantastic.
2: I'm not sure where she was supposed to be from. I mean, uh, she was like from the Adirondacks or something.
1: Uh, I think he's Filipino. Let me. I
2: think he's Filipino too. I looked him up. Um, So it opens, um, and I know we're not moment by moment, but this is a really cheesy opening. I I don't want to say funny because it's so horrible. So she's in this like group therapy in jail. It opens with her in jail, Mm -hmm. and the women are telling their stories. And I was like, really? And they're trying. I think they're trying to make her look innocent in comparison she's mm-hmm. like what the hell am i doing here so i fucked a you know a teenager like he had a boner or whatever and it's
1: so gross because like dude like can you imagine being in a group of women sex offenders like the most mind-boggling human beings to me in the world
2: like, the things that they were just, they were talking about were so gross and i guess i've got like patriarchy in my brain from being 41 but i'm like i cannot believe women did this like, yeah. in my mind, I can't believe a woman is like, my name is Cha-Cha. I was like, Cha-Cha, really? She's like, I'm Cha-Cha. And I bludgeon my five-year-old daughter. And then one's like, I'm Chaney. I burned them with cigarettes, and I penetrated them with objects. I'm like, what the hell?
4: Dude,
1: and they're so, like, stone cold about it, too. They're like, yeah, like, this is, I'm just, I'm used to saying it. I have to say it every week. I have to repeat the sex crime that I did.
2: Yeah, and they're, like, trying to out-badass each other.
0: With Cha Cha, I'm less than my five-year-old daughter. Chain and Rogers, I hurt my kids. What did you do them? Say it. I burned them with cigarettes, and I penetrated them with objects. Around, around, around. That's all anybody wants to talk about is Mary Kay Letourneau. The phone lines are blazing off the hook. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to line one. Jessica, first up in the queue. Jessica, your opinion on this bizarre story of obsessive uh, love? This obsession of hers has cost her her job, her marriage, her children. All right, let's go to Joel and his car phone. Joel, have you been following the story of this sixth grade teacher doing the... Uh, nasty- A girl is never fully put together without lipstick. And polish on her toes. Every little guy's dream in this world, will you kidding me? Any, any guy, any guy out there would love that. What about your son? What about if that were your son? She has a Jones, for this one kid, if they lock her up, you know what? Eventually she's just going to get out there. going to get out. She needs some serious psychiatric counseling. All right, let's go to Steve on line three. Uh, he's so hot to try. Steve, you're calling from a paid telephone. Yeah, I am. He's taught to me and, 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 and had the experience of an older woman. A, 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 the six-way teacher, Mary Kay Letourneau. Well, as a teacher, I think it's absolutely outrageous. I cannot believe that she is at the fair and their two children with this. I am Paul. I am absolutely appalled Paul Curtis.
4: I'm sorry, I am just
3: not a... Child. Tell it to me like a story. understands.
0: Make me understand.
3: October 10th, 1995. What about it? I died on that day.
1: Okay, so Ronnie just asked me if I watched this thing in double the whole time. So, this, um, the person who, Jamie McDowell, who helpfully uploaded this to YouTube, felt that the best way to get a Lifetime movie on. A YouTube screen would just to be to double it twice, Stephen. What would you call this technique of mirroring?
3: Yeah, mirroring. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're just like trying like to... Like split flip,
2: screen mirroring,
3: split right? Split screen, yeah. It's like you're yeah avoiding... the Like, usually they just flip the image. Right. right. Mirror the image, just the single image. I used
2: to do that with Housewives videos, and they figured it out.
3: They're oh. tricky, these computers.
1: Motherfuckers. Right? Bravo's on it, though. Bravo was, like, on it. I know. It's hard to steal Bravo.
3: There, there was one Lifetime movie that we did last season that put it in 3D automatically.
1: Oh, wow. So, so,
3: like, it didn't look good, but it was, like, they put the settings to 3D, I think, as a way to avoid
1: Was that one of, like, the 90s ones? Yes, it was. That's yeah. when
2: you're like, why did I throw away those McDonald's glasses that were 3D? Why? Um, I knew they would come in handy yeah. one day.
1: <laughs> but, um, no, I actually will tell you that I preferred that it was doubled because my problem with usually transcribing this when it's a YouTube movie is that, uh, because I literally take, like, beat-by-beat beat notes, is that, It's like, I don't know where to put my notes and I don't know where to put the actual YouTube screen. So I just did the tiny little screen and put my notes right over the other half. It was perfect.
2: I wish they were all like that. So it was single. It was double for me when I looked it up too. And I ended up scouring the internet and found a good download. Like who is uploading this movie?
0: Well,
1: I mean, this is, this story is a big deal and I don't think that's sitting with you enough.
2: It's not because, okay, so what did she say? Was this 95 that this happened?
1: Yeah, so October 5th, I think 1995. So I was
2: 20. No, I was 19 or 20. And I was like a young guy in New York or whatever. And that didn't seem so out there to me. I was like, well, at that time, everybody, don't get mad. You're going to get mad. No, But it was at that time. I was like, well, if he's going after her, I mean... Look, I was a teenager and when I was sexually active, there was like nobody to go after because I was a gay kid. Right. So I was always looking at adults like, please, please bring it on. Yeah. Guys think in a a different way. Yeah. And of course, now as an adult, I'm like, well, he doesn't have the capacity to consent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. He didn't see like where the future was. But at that age, I was like, that's stupid. It's a big. It's not a big deal. This is the most I've ever seen about this story in this movie.
1: Right. So I was 11, which was one year younger Whoa. than Billy Folau. Um, And she was 34, which is one year older than I am now. So it's weird because, like, first of all, I will say that I think you we heard in the beginning on the radio shows, there's a romanticism around female pedophiles in general, especially when they're pretty teachers hooking up with a student.
2: Well, even the women in prison, the music's like, mm, yeah, mm, she's like, I burned them. And then I'm like, really? Stop. And then they played the clips, which they play over and over in this movie, yeah. where the lady's like, lipstick. You know, a woman is must be wearing lipstick and nail polish or whatever. And then she's like creepily putting on their lipstick. And I'm like, okay, so is this because... W- women are sexualized in a weird way in the media. Like, what are you trying to say? It's bugging me. Like right, right in the beginning, I was well, like, we're not okay.
1: learn a lot more about her like conservative background and how like women definitely took a back seat, which I think played into her dynamic with Villy and her dynamic with her husband. But part of the reason I think they showed that, that group in the beginning is because the pedophiles they showed, the female pedophiles they showed were so the antithesis of like a Mary Kayla Turner. Like they were hardened women hi, they were, they were given the character treatment that like male pedophiles are normally right. given they were, Yeah,
2: they were absolute monsters because that was torture what they were doing to their kids. Jesus.
1: But I think because Mary's pretty and because they had a love affair, two kids and were married up until this week or whatever, like I think that peop- I, the number one response I saw from people was like, love is dead. And I'm like, or he like was like, I'm going to leave my rapist that I've been, I've been with since I was 11 years old.
2: Yeah, I hope he's not like that, because, you know, he was raped, and she did do, obviously, something so wrong. But they show clips in this movie where he's, like, talking to his friends, and he's like, Yeah, that teacher's so hot, I'm gonna fuck her first, or whatever, where he's making bets. And I think it's crazy that he even stayed around and raised those kids, you know? Yeah, um but to make it so victimy now he's been an adult for how old is he now
1: so he was 21 when she got out of prison and then Ugh. now i think he's like I think he's around the age that she was when this happened. Yeah,
2: so he's obviously a victim. But then he had his mom who was like, okay, if you're going to stay together, right. I'll take the baby to prison. Like, the most important thing is family. So.
1: Well, wait, what was that an ethnicity? Samoan. Samoan, yes. Because oh, they, Samoan. they use a lot of the language in the house, too, which I kind of loved. Like, just seeing that this is, like, a family that's, like, he's first generation. And, like they use the language in the house a lot. Like when the mom is beating him, when she found out that he was raped, like she's screaming in Samoan.
2: Okay. Well, thank you for looking that up because now that accent makes sense because with these movies, I never know. I'm like, was right. this a Samuel French accent tape that went wrong? Like what happened? But that makes it better.
1: It could be shitty acting. It could be Samoan. So, um, so basically Mary tells her counselor that when she, she, that, that was the day she died, October 10th, 1995. We find out her dad has prostate cancer.
2: Wait, what was the day she died though? What happened? That she got arrested or what? Her dad
1: has prostate cancer. Oh, And we learn that like Mary's a major daddy's girl and has been her entire life. Right. Like his approval is everything to her. And he also, we find out more and more, has shaped the majority of her life through a series of decision making on her behalf. Uh, And so she, and she is, stunted i watched a clip about doc with dr drew this week and i wouldn't say that he's the best character assessment guy but um i will say that he pointed out he's like the reason why she's doe-eyed and like all of those barbara walters interviews and like didn't think she did anything wrong is because she operates at the mental level of a 12 year old and i think that that's very true uh and she also uses the kind of like excuse making a 12 year old would do or she's like you know, it wasn't our love story. It was the way that the media just went wild with our love story.
2: Yeah. Well, when they, they show the relationship happening where he's like coming on to her and stuff. And then the other teacher, was her name Pam? I feel like her name was Pam.
1: I, I think she looked like a Pam. I didn't catch, she's I like didn't catch Pam, her She's like a Pam, right? Yeah. No
2: offense, Pams. But she was just like nice Pam. You know, she was always supportive of Mary. Yeah. And she's like, Mary, that boy is in love with you. Yeah. And Mary's like, he 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 hee, oh my dude, stop it. And just how she reacted. Um, and I don't, should I jump ahead? Like, are we allowed to talk about the future? Yeah, totally. Um,
1: I mean, this movie sucks. So we're going to do, we're going to do It did, give it but it was such an interesting
2: treatment. story and so much stuff they just dropped and then never came back to. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, but she was like so romanced by this kid, mm-hmm. like a little kid. And then it turns out she never really had any love because her uh husband knocked her up. He was a total asshole. Their yes. parents made them get married. And then she was sleeping on the couch pregnant while he was boning some other girl in college.
1: And she was like, she's like, I didn't mind because we're going to play that clip a little later. But she was like, I didn't mind because like, then he hit me up for sex less often. Like she has always been fine being uncomfortable and taking a backseat and doing what men have told her to do.
2: Right. And her mom's a nightmare who yeah. like really villainized sex in general. So it's almost... When people don't have that childhood experience, not childhood, but teen experience of dating and stuff, it comes out in weird ways when they're older. It's almost like she related to this kid because she's the same age mentally or whatever. Well, yeah, Dr. Drew. Back I to the learned Dr. Drew. a
1: very interesting fact that we'll get to when we get to it. But there was something that I never knew as a Mary Kay Letourneau stan. And I'm still not sure if I re- really understand if this is what happened. But we'll get to it in a little bit. But Steve, her husband, is a fucking dick when he finds out that her dad is dying. And she's, like, devastated because this is her, like, dude. Um, he has two to three years to live, max um she has like five kids with steve whatever um we cut to her lawyer arguing with the prosecution that she was a beloved teacher everyone fought to get in her class i think we all had that teacher at our school which actually like that everyone fought to get in her class to me was like an important line in understanding what a great teacher she was yeah
2: she seemed like a really good mom yeah too yeah and when she had to tell her kids and all like she doesn't even want to admit to anything that would get her off because she doesn't want to have to tell her kids I'm a sex offender and all this stuff. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Um, And I read online when I was reading that TMZ article, I made the mistake of reading the comments. Good Lord. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not going to feel so bad for this, but the way they're putting it out there, they're like, she just left her children and no, like he took them away and never let them come back. It's weird because you, i hear myself talking and I'm like, you're really going to feel sorry for this fucking crazy person who ruined a kid's life.
1: In a Barbara Walters special, Barbara Walters special that came out after Mary got out of prison, there was a revelation about why she went back into jail. The real reason why she chose to go back into jail and finish out her seven and a half years.
2: Oh, it's different than the. So
1: it's different movie. than what was portrayed in the movie because like now she can admit to whatever she wants. She served her time. Oh, OK. So um, let's go. So we find out that um, Do we
2: have it. What does she say? Do you have the clip?
1: Uh well be, I'll explain it when we get to that part.
2: Of them okay maybe. okay
1: okay. So um her other lawyers is that Mary has manic depressive disorder and bipolar, which was a revelation. Um if they can get her on meds, maybe she will comply with uh participating in the sex offender program. Um so we go back to um the group and Mary they, they all start like picking on her because she's not owning up to her crime. She's basically saying like I didn't molest a child, and the whole time she's saying it, she's like kind of like wistfully like. Looking away, thinking about like her Prince Charming.
2: Yeah, she's like totally romanticizing it in Sex Defense. It's like you just listened to the lady tell the cigarette story and now you're going to tell like this love story. It was creepy. Um, And uh, Mercedes Rule, who plays her uh, lawyer slash shrink for this movie. Do you know who she is? Yes, she's amazing.
1: Okay, who's she in real life? No.
2: She is, I know her. Uh, she's a Tony winning Broadway actress. Okay, but I know her from the movie The Fisher King with Robin, Robin
4: right? Penn and, No, oh.
2: it was a long time ago. Please say it. Oh my god, Jeff Bridges. Oh my god, so long ago. And then, um, that movie with uh Michelle Pfeiffer married to the mob. Okay, she plays like the main mob guy's wife who's just pissed like she's getting revenge so I'm used to seeing her in these over the top like fuck you I'll get you like in married to the mob the plane lands and she's like get me off of this plane I'm gonna go find that son of a bitch and they're like ma'am sit down ma'am sit down it's like no you sit down like just totally unruly and then falls down you know because the plane moves it's so so I'm wild. used to that and then yeah. this she's like tell me tell me was it your childhood was it your and that's when that like pop psychology shit had really taken hold in America and everybody was like excusing everything they did because of it, Mm -hmm. which we see how that's worked out now. Like we still do it. Right. Me included. Um, But it's interesting to see that added into the movie that long ago because it's a long, the movie was a long time ago, right?
1: I mean, when they just slapped bipolar and manic depressive disorder on her, I'm like, oh, Like, I'm like, this is the beginning of just, oh, you just call someone bipolar and that like kind of fixes, it just like categorizes it. It's like, oh, they're bipolar. Got it. Um, so I want to throw out that Penelope M. Miller, who plays Mary in this movie, I didn't realize this because you knew who she was. She was also in Kindergarten Cop. So it's kind of weird to (sighs) see her her as a teacher.
2: Um. Here's why I, because I was like Penelope Ann Miller. I mean, I even texted you when I started watching the movie. I was like, Penelope Ann, really? But I think she ended up being the perfect person because Penelope was that actress who should have been bigger. And right. she has this look in this movie of like, why am I, like her feelings are always hurt. Well, you know, yeah, she, Even though she she's plays Penelope Mary's Ann Miller.
1: Innocence. Mary always has like a doe-eyed innocence and pain. Uh, to her. so Ugh,
2: I hate that we're like victimized like making uh, making her over as a victim but I guess you have to see both sides.
1: I mean this is also a lifetime movie and where the victimization of the female character comes in on the scale is because if we are if we're feeling bad for Mary Kay Lifetime has done its job. It's television for women.
2: But I could feel myself being manipulated, right? Like that whole like women have to look a certain way, and the the husband's just like a black and white awful character, right? And everything that happened, and he was like, you know, riding around in some convertible. I'm like, who has a job among you? You know, yeah. they were like a bunch of little rascals, them kids. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, he he kind of made her do it and made her feel young again or wanted for the first time ever and i get that every villain has a story obviously which makes you feel for them but it makes me crazy that we do feel for them because there has to be a line where you're just like oh i know you're sad but you don't get to kill the neighbor
1: i mean in the silence of the lambs prequel like i did not feel bad for what's his face hannibal yeah did not feel bad
2: but they never give him like a good story <laughs> he's just always someone who was horrible and killed that's people true. that's true you know
1: true. um so mary uh we flash forward to like around that's the time. not true
2: they made his dad he was abused yeah i'm wrong but it wasn't that sad it was Even like five in dark minutes.
1: night it's about like the joker being like cut up by his abusive dad I know, like they made batman the, the bad guy yeah i was
2: like who does that come on guys
1: i don't know Heath ledger was amazing have you seen i am heath ledger The documentary about it? No, I haven't. It's fucking good, you guys. So um, we cut to like shortly after Mary gets the news about her dad and Mary's handing out paper to the class and she's telling them to recreate an image. Mary is like a general school teacher, but she focuses a lot on art in her classes. Um, Billy tells Mary, he's like, she's pretty and she should dress sharper. And you immediately get the vibe like, oh, this is the kid in the class that just would like blurt out things. And probably now it would just be, like, heavily medicated.
2: Yeah. You Billy? know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's like, I'm done with my picture. And he hands it to her. And it's a uh, Georgia O'Keeffe. And a girl in the back identifies as a Georgia O'Keeffe. And Villy uh, goes, kind of got another meaning, don't it? And I'm like, when we were, like, 13, guys were not, like, turned on by the idea of an anatomically correct vagina.
2: Oh, uh, But I remember people saying like georgia o'keefe that's vaginas and i'm yeah. like i don't get it because of course i wouldn't yeah um
1: this is fifth grade by the way these kids are like fifth graders well we didn't
2: have porn back then you know <laughs> i mean you see anything that looks like a vagina you'll get excited totally
1: you can't peel an orange without getting hard but so anyway yeah. she takes him uh into the hallway and she's going to bring him to the principal but she has a meltdown in the hallway over the fact that her dad is dying um then we go on a little bit of a school field trip It's nighttime. They've been hiking all day. Um, And Mary comes outside of the tent and Villy is out there smoking a cigarette.
0: What are you doing up? I should be asking you that. I never go to sleep this early. Yeah, many neither.
3: My father is a brilliant wise man with a huge heart. And he ran for president. of what? United States, Tony. No way. And he was in Congress. He and I are
0: a lot alike. You. Where's your father? In prison. Putting some guy in a coma with his bare hands. I don't even really know him. Except as a fighter. He and I are a lot alike too. Really? Shouldn't you be asleep by now? Come on, I'm back to your tent.
3: the most haunting eyes
0: (laughs) you're kidding right
1: oh my god okay let's get into it so like okay i'm uh, a year younger than she was when this happened i'm trying to think of a scenario in which like i've looked at a 12 year old boy and can acknowledge that he's attractive but then i'm like immediately like but that's so gross like it's like
2: it's so gross so
1: uncomfortable to think of like hooking up with a musically star or something right
2: a musically star that's
1: the only thing i could think of of like a, i where where do i see teen boys where have i seen a teen boy in the last 10 years
2: they driving make past hollywood they jerking off all the time i know the, why i don't but it was more like what they're saying in that scene is like it's more than sex it was about you know his dad <laughs> choke somebody and put him into a coma and he's like I'm like my dad too a fighter I'm like literally you know stop it's that's how he thinks and she's like I'm just like my dad too when did you run for anything I your know your dad was always like doing something how are you like your dad
1: I mean I think she wanted to be like her dad and not getting to like live her life has really like held her back. I think she's also a daddy's girl, which is the type of girl I don't understand. Like fundamentally as a person who doesn't have a father, I'm like, ew. Like, I think if I had a dad, I'd be like, I don't want you in the house. What are you doing here, old man? Like, why are you here, man? <laughs> like, if, like when I would go over my friend's houses, like to hang out or whatever, if their dads came in, I would literally like look at them. Like they were about to molest all of us. Like I was so freaked out by adult, like fathers in particular, so freaked out by them. Um, but what I really took from this scene is that Mary is so juvenile that not only is she choosing to have a heart-to-heart with a 12-year-old that she's known for years, but she when the other teacher comes out, she doesn't try to say, like, oh, Billy, like go to the tent. The other teacher has to tell Billy to go into the tent. And then she thinks she can turn to the other teacher and be like, he has the most haunting eyes. What the
2: hell? And Pam is like... I mean, if if this was today, Pam would have been like, I caught them looking at a flower picture together laughing and she acted like a little girl, you know, look into it. And they would have people looking into it. But Pam's like, oh, it's totally normal, you know.
1: Yeah. No, it's like, like
2: obviously in love with the, ch- with the child. You know?
1: I was waiting to find out that Pam was the one that reported them because she witnessed so many like on the border acts of i know pam was all
2: surprised yeah what the fuck are you surprised at pam
1: i wonder who the real pam is like if she really did have a teacher that she was like homies with that was there for her before and after the record deal the record deal being uh her child molestation case um i i mean i don't i was trying to think like what if what if one of my really good friends did something like this i i don't think there's i don't think i could find room didn't
2: she stay with pam didn't she go stay with her? Wasn't that the lady yeah, she was like, staying with? Pam and Pam's was was like, seriously, her, he called. I told him not to. Mary, don't go out there. Oh, that wacky Mary. Pam like, was no. like
1: her road dog. And I'm like, Pam, you're a fucking teacher, dude. Like, maybe don't hang out with the known pedophile. Yeah. Like, you, what, do you not have kids to feed? Like, you don't have a cat or anything you care about in this world?
2: They made it seem like that because she even lived alone, remember? She was like, oh, it's so nice to have someone over. You like the soup? It's like, oh, my God, Pam. Get a life, get involved in something, you know, take a class, like make some friends Stand
1: for something, Pam. God damn it.
4: Uh,
1: She's the Sheena Shea of this movie. So uh, in class, Billy is miserable. Uh, He tells her that he tells Mary that he's gone to the dark place and she leans over the desk and she goes, remember how we used to get you out of your funk in second grade when you'd go to that dark place
2: what is that did they ever say what it was
1: cut to them playing heart and soul on the
2: piano oh for christ's sake
1: he tells her that he wants to come over some time and learn some more songs from her um and so whatever uh at
2: one point she said that's no that's not she was, right I can we can teach can't. you here yeah i think that's the only time she was ever like no that's silly okay and then the next scene she's like oh we have to work on our project want to come over i was like damn girl
1: And I grew up in a super liberal town also probably post definitely post this. So like, even though there was fucked up kids in my town, like it was very boundaried. Like you did not hang out with teachers on the weekends. Like I remember I had eye surgery in ninth grade or when I was nine. And I remember my fourth grade teacher came to my house because I'd been out of school for two weeks and she like wanted to say hi. And like, I remember being like, you shouldn't be here, man. Like this is like too personal. We're
2: different there because I was doing community theater. So I knew a bunch of adults and they would come pick me up and take me. And so I had adult friends and they would, Come take me out. We talked till four in the morning. Community
1: theater. Sure. But not your teachers. Your teachers should be. I was friends with my
2: drama teacher, Mrs. Garrett, and she would help me through everything. And my mother, it made her nuts. She's like, what is going on? I was like, well, who do you want me to hang out with from high school? I'm
1: fucking Mrs. Garrett, mom.
2: Yeah. And I never thought of it like that. And then I thought as an adult, is Miss Garrett, was she trying to get some Ronnie dong? And I was like, no, you're an idiot.
1: Did you go by Ronnie your whole life? Or did you ever go by your full name? Rondell?
2: um rondel rondel no i went by ronnie because that's just rondel felt different but people (gasps) who find out my name call me that now and it feels they're doing it mostly in a jokey way but it feels right
1: well it's a really like cute name like when you find out that that's your full name it's like nice
2: well my grandpa is rondel and my mom is ronda and i'm rondel so i didn't want people to think like i'm already a mini ronda you know what i mean
1: totally so we cut back to Marian Therapy. She said she went to nine schools in 10 years, all Catholic. She spent her time with her family. Uh, she would get moved out of any school where they would have sex ed. So we find out that they're moving schools again. And it's like mid-school year. They don't know why. Like after Christmas, they're right. going to a new school. And yeah, because the they weren't like, even
2: changing towns, right? Like no, how many schools did they have?
1: Probably just tons of parochial schools. And the mom is like... Um, don't never you mind why we're changing schools. So then we see Mary's dad on TV and he's preaching policy about how there shouldn't be sex ed in schools. And so her Mary's brother like says like, that must be why we're moving schools is because they're getting sex ed. So they were always trying to chase like so
2: this. They're like, okay, sexually repressed. We get it. But then because the shrink lady, the shrink lawyer lady,
1: wait, wait, this is the most important part. Don't skip this. Wait,
2: is it what I'm about to say?
1: There's, no, no, no. It happens with the brothers. So right when, when yes, she because says... Yes,
2: because she had set it up earlier, remember? She said, is there anything... for?' She had kind of like planted the seed, like helping with your defense somehow. And then that's oh, when this thing happened.
1: okay, okay. Okay, so I don't... You think this is fake?
2: I don't think it's fake, but they allude to it because the lawyer says... You know, if this can help... She's trying to almost come up with things to help to her. To boost her case. And then she, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, tells this, like, sexual repression story. And then she's like... And then me and my brother... Okay, so she right after the they say She mentions the brother and they show on- them sitting on the couch. And then the shrink says, are you just saying that to help your defense?
1: Okay, wait. So she looks up at her brother and then she looks at him and they do that thing that you do when you're like at your friend's house in the basement and your crush is sitting on the couch behind you and you're sitting on the floor And she, like, kind of slowly moves up from the floor to the couch and sits next to her brother. And there's just, like, this awkward, like, body-wiggling, like, sexual tension between the two of them while they watch the TV. Ew.
2: Uh, And And, they were in their uniforms, like their private school uniforms, right?
1: Right. So then um, Mary says to the woman that she's explaining this story to, she's talking about it like it's almost inconsequential, which is the weirdest part. She says, like... She basically tells the woman that she and her brother were fucking. And then she says it was no big deal. Just unsupervised kids exploring. Uh, She says that they explored for six or nine months or so. And then she said she didn't want to do it anymore. And the woman said, do you think that this has anything to, or do you think that this affected you in any way? She's like, no, 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 of course not. And then she says, Mary, I have to ask you this. Are, Are you doing this to help your case? And Mary was like, fuck you. And she stands up from her therapy session, knocks on the door, which I'm like sitting there going like, you're in prison. Like, I think they tell you when you're done. Um, (sighs) But she knocks on the door, gets cuffed, brought back to her cell. And then the lawyer, the psychologist comes back to Mary's cell. And Mary's like, don't let her in here. And the guard's like, I decide who comes in your cell. And then the woman's like, Mary, do you think it's possible that you can't have sexual relations with someone unless it's illicit? So that's, that's how that went.
2: Okay cuz i just remember thinking wow she's like actually trying to do what she's kind of setting her up to do right because she she comes up with like the she's bipolar and she's this and part of me was thinking is this just because it's a movie and we're like trying to delve further into Mary's psyche yeah um and it's really hard to tell because part of me was just like stop making excuses for this woman cuz the only time she really ever showed emotion of any kind right even when Pam was pointing out, like, not appropriate. Yeah. She didn't get it. Like, she didn't get any kind of social cue. So I took that, that the movie was trying to say she was just coming up with stuff to help her. But
1: Okay, so this is my theory. Is one, they showed it in a flashback. Two, for a real story, that is a gigantic accusation to even lob unclearly, like, as her lying. Like, for her to lob at a real person. Thirdly... Did you know that Mary Kay Letourneau's brother now works for Trump? He works for the Trump administration.
4: No. Yeah. What does
2: he do?
1: Um, I don't, He's like some sort of like low level, like lobbyist type fucking whatever. He probably shuffles around and like files papers. I have no idea. Or yeah,
2: but he, they were like, raised like laws. super conservative. So,
1: yeah, our dad was like with the independent party or whatever. Yeah. So, um... We find out that Mary's mom's always been a stoic woman, emotionless. And we find out that this was even through when Mary's younger brother died. And I guess one afternoon, all the kids were playing in the pool and they were all just kind of like in their own little world, which I think I remember. I was always like that in the pool, like playing by myself, like totally.
2: And especially back then, no one really did that much to stop you. You know, it's like, okay, you know, the kids are outside. Let's get wasted inside. They're just playing at the pool and running on the wet cement.
1: So Mary's like saying she heard her mother scream and her brother was at the bottom of the pool. Uh, She was playing by herself and didn't know. She never took any blame for that either. She never like implied that she felt personal blame for that.
2: That was interesting too. She said I was because she even said I was supposed to watch him, right?
1: Yeah. But I think in real life, her brother, her oldest brother that she was fucking was on the clock.
2: Oh, yeah. They show them playing together at the end of the pool Mm -hmm. and then the other kid drowns. And she says something to the effect of, I was supposed to be watching him. But it wasn't like, I was supposed to be watching him. She was like, well, I was supposed to be watching him, but we were playing. And then he He's was probably, dead. Was she's like, probably getting hell, figured Mary? by
1: her brother in the pool. Uh, <laughs> So Mary says that she like went on a trip to L.A. when she was 18 to represent her dad at like a conference. And I think she really wanted to follow in his footsteps. So when she was 19, she transferred out of her quote unquote party school and went to the University of Maryland because she wanted to have a life in D.C. But she got pregnant with Steve's baby and her father demanded that she marry him. I want to play this clip because it's just so dark and oppressive. When I was 19
3: my father had me represent him at a Ronald Reagan fundraiser in Los Angeles. I attended the private reception with just a few people and the Reagans. (sighs) I was having a remarkable life. (laughs) I had decided to um, transfer from my party school to the University of Maryland. I finally knew exactly what I wanted and where I wanted to be Washington DC here I come
4: (laughs) but I got pregnant
3: by Steve Letourneau instead
0: I just don't love him then how did
3: you end up like this
0: this boy is going to marry you.
3: please no she can give it up for adoption I'll have the baby and then we'll see if it'll work out
0: between me and Steve there'll
3: be no crying baby in the vestibule at your wedding no Mary
2: We take responsibility for our actions in this family. How is it hard to get an annulment when your husband's dating someone and you're sleeping on the couch? Like, what the fuck do you have to do?
1: I, You know what? I think that you have to prove. I think that in order to prove that she needed an annulment in the Catholic Church's eyes, she would have to prove that her father basically forced her into this marriage because any other angle wouldn't make sense. Like. If you haven't consummated, that's a classic get-out-of-the-marriage-free card.
2: Oh, my God. Thank God things have moved so quickly with marriage. You can be like, nope.
1: Yeah, like Britney Spears was able to get an annulment because she did it within, like, 48 hours of getting married. To which one? Jason Alexander.
2: Oh, God. I don't even remember. Jason Alexander from Seinfeld?
1: Yes. Uh, So... um, Okay, and then I have to play a clip which is also really close to this and very important. But this is a scene where Billy tells Mary that he loves her.
0: I think I'm in love with somebody. Do I know her? Yep. Does she know you love her? I think so.
3: She was someone
0: else? She's not happy with him. Does she love you? You tell me. She makes me feel good and right and natural
3: I shouldn't have said what I said next he had a way of crossing boundaries I knew he would grow up I would be out of my marriage can you hold on to that feeling? (laughs)
2: Jesus.
1: I mean, this is really like this is difficult to watch because it's like having a big crush on someone and like feeling like I don't know, like in my early 20s, I was so new to guys like thinking I was attractive that like I did respond like a I would just responded like a moron. Like, whenever they would speak to me and seeing this in exchange is like, oh, this is something painful I would do when I was like 23 with like a guy that I liked from like work or something. And this would be like that conversation or a guy that I liked from like UCB or something. And like. Thinking that this conversation is between a 34 year old woman and a 12 year old boy. And And also they've they've
2: been talking about like the debt, the parents morals and how she had to get married for the kids. So she's moralizing it. But in the only way that she's learned so far, which is, you know, you have to be married. (laughs) It's not that he's 13 or whatever. It's like like, we have to get married because I'm a good girl. Oh, my God. She's
1: like, I knew I would be out of my marriage and I could like fuck him someday. So like. You know, Ugh. Billy and Mary are like talking in some sort of quad. She's taught, told him to take an art class for the summer. And he really wants her to take the class with him. He doesn't want to paint a male nude. Um, and basically he bullies her into taking the class with him. So this is where we can see that even though she's in the teacher role, which you've already kind of seen, he can easily persuade her to do what he wants.
2: Yeah. And it's also like a, a- a nude man it's like something right uh rebellious or whatever in her mind
1: it's like the excitement of dating someone new that you're like oh i didn't think i had a chance with them but now that i i'll try something new for you
2: yeah and i'm looking at a penis with this guy it's like their first it's like a very innocent swingers moment it's so weird so
1: they're sitting in a car together after and he's eating ice cream with his fingers which is so weird
2: it's like primal she's a mother who doesn't say you don't eat that with your finger even if you're eating it you know what kids get under their fingernails you've been cleaning it out their whole lives i know steve ain't doing it
1: they've been in art class all day he's probably got like paint chips and shit under there yeah and he's like this so you eat it and it's like it's so like it's so primal it's the way that you would eat on survivor if someone like made beans for the night like you'd scoop it in your mouth like a freak uh she goes this is a part of your seduction plan right Um,
2: yeah, finger eating.
1: So Billy says, what happens if I kiss you right now? And Mary says, a real warrior would just do it. Um, so that night, Billy, oh, so then they get caught making out in his bedroom by his brother. And now his brother knows he's kissing his teacher.
2: Yeah. His brother's like, what's up with that?
1: Yeah. He's also like, he's like, yeah, what's up with that, man? That's your teacher. (laughs) Like he's very older brother about it.
2: He is, but doesn't kick anybody's ass. And then Mary's like, "Uh oh, older brother!" And she like runs out and leaves. And then of course the mom's coming home. And yeah. who would even think?
1: She's like Mary, so happy to see you. Yeah, she's like
2: Mary. And I wonder what she's time the of year it was. Woman, she really is. But I'm also wondering what time of year it Summer. is because it's like late. And it's already dark because it yeah. was in the dark, right? And I'm yeah, like, you don't it's think summer. it's weird that this teacher's hanging out with your kid?
1: No, they're taking an art class together. And then Villy comes out and says, Mom, I'm going to sleep at Mary's tonight. I'm going to hang out with Steve, who's her husband. And like, I guess they maybe had some sort of vibe going that like Steve was a potential father figure for Villy.
2: Oh, I thought he was saying one of the kids. Nah. Or referring to one of the kids. Ew. Even though
1: one of her kids was one year younger than Villy. So um, Steve is drunk in the kitchen and they're fighting and he's, he's saying mad
2: they- about a phone bill.
1: They can't pay their bills mary's saying you should have asked for an installment plan like the the painful mechanics of this phone conversation or this conversation were so funny to me because she's like you ask for an installment plan he's like there is no installment plan and all of a sudden like one beer seems like it's been 15 like he goes from like kind of drunk to super drunk in 11 seconds um (sighs) and then yeah
2: because they would have made it so dramatic if he was like an abuser or something like that they're like we have, to, we have to describe this emotional abuse with a phone bill. It's like, where'd this come from? Like, so far, all we've really seen him do is keep shaving while her dad has prostate cancer, which is cold. But now he's throwing stuff around the kitchen in front of the kids. And they're like, oh, I'm scared. And Villy's like, I'll protect you, kids. It's like, oh, Lord.
1: Yeah, Villy, like, marches the kids upstairs. And um, Mary is, like, being pressed up against the oven by Steve. And I guess... The artful thing about it being about a phone bill is that, isn't it when couples are at the end, isn't it always about the phone bill or something like that, but not about the phone bill?
2: Yeah, something small.
1: Um, And he's like, you're the one who's having, she's like, you're the one who's having an affair. And he's like, oh yeah, because you think you're too good for me. Like, you're too good to sleep with me. Like, basically they're not fucking. But Um,
2: were they ever? Like, that's how their whole marriage has been. Like, why would. They got five kids. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, dude, that's the other thing, too, is like, why do you keep procreating with this man? So after the fight, Billy meets her outside. They're eating more ice cream together. They decide to get in her car and go somewhere so they can hook up. Cop spots them. (sighs) On,
2: like, the side of the road, too. Like, these two are the dumbest fuckers ever. They're like, let's fuck in the shoulder. Like yeah. let's fuck in the road shoulder. That's what they did.
1: Yeah, no, where I'm from, like you drove like three miles into the woods to smoke weed, let alone fuck your teacher.
2: Yes, find um, a spot like the middle of the fucking road. I mean, not the middle, but the side of the road. Like cops literally have to stop if they see somebody in the shoulder of the road. They
1: were in like the Mary. parking lot of a of an open park that should have been shut.
2: This was Pam's fault. Yeah. Because Pam was like, no one cares. It's all fine. Take the shoulder of the road, Mary. Like that cavalier attitude that Pam had basically ruined Mary's life.
1: Pam fucked her. So um, she tells the cop that Billy is 18. She starts to freak out a little bit and then he tells the cop he's 13. Uh, she has to get on the phone with Billy's mom and explains that she was getting out of the house because of the fight. Uh, Billy's mom gets on the phone with the police and is like, Mary has been very good to him. Like, you know, you leave her alone. So yeah, the she's police... been
2: over here drawing dicks with my son all <laughs> night long. Like, I don't know what you're mad about.
1: Exactly. So then at home, Mary's writing in her journal. Oh. Billy's sleeping on the couch. He sees her like kind of having a moment and he begs her to come over and have sex on the couch. And like, this is interesting because it does. I wonder for a second, like, is he about to rape her? Because he got very physical with her and was like, basically saying like, just do it. Just do it. He's
2: like, come on, come on, come on. Well, they were just on the shoulder. Yeah. I don't think he would have raped her cause she could have screamed. But I mean, I don't know this, this movie really, my emotions are all over the place and we're just like, Talking about it,
1: and he has said also that this isn't the first time he's had sex. So we do know that Billy's sexually active, which doesn't change anything. But we do know that this is something he's done before.
2: Yeah. Also, does it seem like Billy's trying to fuck with her because she must have said like, "I'm saying you're 18. The cops are here. Like, you pull your shit together." And he immediately comes out. He's like, "I'm 13." And then later they get in trouble again at some point, and she's like, "Here's what you tell the cops." And immediately he just tells them the truth. It's like, what the fuck, Billy?
1: I think it's the innocence of a child, and also I'm
2: sure he just fucked a lady in the shoulder.
1: When she said that he was 18, he was inside the car and probably couldn't hear her. So then, I know, when he came out but and said, I yeah. feel
2: like she would have said, "The police are here. We have to tell them you're 18. Your mom's, you know."
1: Well, the way the cops did it is the classic, like bullying the victim into giving a statement, which is like a whole thing now. The way that you question kids. Um, so she says to the psychiatrist in another clip, "Villy didn't force me until a second before. I didn't think it wouldn't happen. I didn't think it would happen. And then the, uh, psychiatrist said what triggered it then? And she said, I needed the relationship and so did he. So she says, Billy pursued me as a man pursues a woman. He had the dominant sexual urges and I gave into his needs. Okay. Right. Got it. Yeah.
2: I mean, that is kind of what we saw, at least in the Lifetime movie. He was just 13.
1: Yeah. You just have to ha- like know that this woman has no agency as a teacher. Like, as a teacher, half your job is like yelling at kids and telling them no. The
2: The whole thing with her still, even to this day, is that she doesn't even see anything. Even after people tell her over and over what's gross about it. Right. Or wrong about it. She's like, but it was love. He's a man. I'm a woman. It's
4: like, oh, And
1: you can argue that she's insane or that she and him have felt like the need to stand up for their love so that what they did is technically never wrong in their eyes.
2: Right. Because she even says that at one point. They said, what are you going to tell your children? And she said, I'm going to tell them that true love should only be consummated when you're in a committed relationship or something along those lines where she's like, I'm going to tell them that what I did was beautiful. And not to listen to society saying it's gross or whatever. The
1: only problem with it is that I was still married. Yeah. So school is back after a long summer. Villy, who's graduated and on his way to middle school, shows up at Mary's grammar school where she teaches. Oh,
2: Lord. This Villy.
1: And she's trying to break it off at this point. And she's like, you need to be in middle school and experience being a teenager. Get a girlfriend your own age. Um,
2: So you don't think he was trying to get her caught in some way? There was some fishy shit in this movie that Billy did where I'm like, you're going to show up in a convertible at a school that's not yours and be like, Mary, you're going to talk to me. You know, Pam's right around the damn corner.
1: Well, that's the difference between an illicit affair with a 13 year old and a 21 year old man or well, even a 30 year old man. You've is gotten that, in like, trouble before? He's just he's 13. He's not thinking yeah. like he's had he's penetrated this woman. Uh, so a scene later, we find out that she's pregnant. He is very upset to hear this news. Uh, They were under the impression that she couldn't have more kids, which I think is interesting. Uh, She's very, like, Christian and in the moment. And she's like, it's a miracle. I'm making you a baby. He's like, what about abortion? And she's like, I could never. Like, this is us. I
2: waited until we were in love to do it on the couch. I would never.
1: She says this. She's, like, hugging this sobbing teen boy. She goes, we're linked together forever in this child. Um,
2: I'm so glad men can't get pregnant. My life would have been fucked ten times over.
1: I know you would have gotten an abortion.
2: Um. Yeah, but I. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I mean, what if I am? Impreg- I'm saying, what if I could impregnate if a guy? Now?
1: Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Okay. So Mary refuses her meds in prison, and her lawyer is basically like the only way you Thanks can get out of this. Thanks for making me a
2: bottom, Malls. No, I'm on sorry, this show. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: I figured you were versatile. In no, l- in my all butt's areas like no. Life.
2: My it's like, no, 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 Me no, too.
4: no,
1: no. I can't understand it. Like yeah. what a vagina isn't enough for you. Yeah. Uh, so her lawyer says that the only way out of this is if we can prove something is wrong with you. So you kind of have to take these meds and she takes them. She finally gives it and takes them.
2: What were the meds back then? Cause she had diagnosed her as bipolar, right?
1: Like Seroquel or something probably.
2: Cause did they have, um, did they have like antidepressants and stuff back then?
1: Yeah. This is only the nineties on early. Uh, mid-90s, yeah, they had an antidepressants.
2: Oh.
1: Um, so I'm gonna play a clip from By the way, you guys, I just want to thank you for joining us for the most hilarious episode of Mother May's Secret Podcast. I mean, this movie is it's hard for us for a few reasons. One, they took the best story out there and made (sighs) it so fucking boring. Yeah. While Jodi Arias was fucking lit and all that was was an angry girlfriend who killed her boyfriend. Um but also it's very, I'm glad you're here. Cause I think most other people would be appalled that I even thought we could joke about this movie.
2: Well, it's so serious. I, even I can't joke about it and I can make fun of everything. I mean, Penelope was in big top Pee Wee. I will say that.
1: Yes. And that is very funny.
2: It is. You know? um, but then I'm like, Oh, I don't know. It makes me feel sad.
1: So this clip is from 58:28 to one minute and 58 seconds. Ronnie, I'm going to tilt it towards you.
0: Thinks baby's mine. No. Hey kids, wanna know what no, mommy's don't. been doing with Billy? Huh? Kids, She's been playing house. It's right here no, in backing. No. Don't be sucking. You know. ah. 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 Hello?
4: Hello? We need
3: help. Stop seeing her or I call the police and tell your mommy.
0: Is that so? She's my wife. you. She's mine. Forever. You get it? I don't think so. I'm in sight.
3: You better think again, punk.
0: That was your teacher on the phone.
1: She's on her way to the hospital.
4: my tailbone but the baby's okay
3: I need a life and death promise from you not to ever ever no matter how someone questions you tell them about us not even a kiss can be told
0: I wouldn't my spirit knows you Mary
2: Tell them about us. Tell them about our ice cream finger night. Like, what are you talking about? And you wrote a journal, Mary. I forgot about that part.
1: I know. So she's like blatantly journaling this whole time about how she's having this affair with Billy. She's pregnant with this kid. Steve throws her down like on her tailbone right away. Like as a woman slash like anyone who's like imagining what a baby is like inside of them. You just like you throw yourself back. It's like very yeah. scary to think about what would happen if you hit your tailbone like that, pregnant as she was.
2: That is so scary. I'm still mad at her for keeping a journal. Like that's all I can think about right now. Right? Like you kept a journal and you know it was like in her sock drawer or something stupid.
1: One hundred percent. She's know? not, it's not thinking. even hidden.
2: What the well, fuck, Mary? She
1: doesn't think Steve is tuned in, let alone reading her that's journal. True. Like she's it-
2: like, Steve won't read this. No.
1: And probably like for the most part, Steve never read her journal. Like Maybe the house cleaner read it and handed it over to Steve. That's oh, what I'm a journal, thinking. Journal
2: an unhidden journal. Oh my god.
1: So Smash got to Steve two. would read
2: it. He'd be like, Oh wonder what she said about the phone bill. I'll okay. bet she's writing that it's my goddamn fault.
1: Right. He's like, Oh payment plan? Yeah. So um Basically, we find out Villy Mar- uh, is immediately pulled in. The cops get a tip that there's a teacher hooking up with her student. Villy spills all. The cops do all the classic, like, we already know, Villy, it's over. And he spills yeah, the tea. Yeah, Villy.
2: Like, it's not even an episode of Law & Order. He's just like, okay, we did it. It's mine. That's my baby. They didn't really have to push Billy too hard.
1: Dude, if I, as a grown-ass woman, knowing that they had nothing on me and knew my rights, I would still spill everything of speaking to a cop. I am so afraid of trouble. I'm so <laughs> af- I, I actually like never question how a kid or a young person could be put in that position, how you wind up, like even if you have a co-conspirator, like how you wind up turning your back on them. Cause they they'll tell you fucking anything to get you to spill.
2: Yeah, but they didn't even have to. They were just like, hey, there's a journal. And he's like, okay, I did everything. It's like, come on, Billy. Like, the, the reason I'm being like that is because this whole time he's like, I'm a rebel. I'm going to do everything I can to rebel against the system, bro. And then he, like, folds, like.
1: Because he's a little boy. He's, uh, like, big manning until the cops come in. And then he's like, wait a minute. Like, I'm mostly raised by my brother. My mom's absentee. My dad's in jail. I probably don't know anything about life. I should just probably tell the cops everything I know.
2: Yeah. Well, good job, Philly.
1: Good job, But also, I want to
2: point out that Steve, when he was all mad in the kitchen, he was, like, being abusive and stuff. It was actually the nicest thing he's ever said. He's like, that's my wife forever. I was like, Steve. Yeah. When did you get to be, like, so romantic in your abuse?
1: Well, what I all I was thinking when I saw that, like, she's mine thing is thinking about how I've had, like, guy friends of mine tell me, like, yeah, like, I initially, like, proposed to my girlfriend or whatever because I just – wanted her to be mine and i think that men can get very like this is my yeah, property. it's like a possession
2: not a yeah love
1: um so then mary gets arrested at school uh she is like can i come back to school tomorrow and the detective's like <sighs> i don't think so um
2: was that the principal who came to get her he was all nice he's like mary I think there's an issue child yeah. rape and she's like really should I leave my class? He's like, you're gonna have to. leave. Who's gonna take care of my class? He's like, Mary, come on. And then the detective comes to get her, and he like hides behind the lockers. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah, and he brought her her purse, which I thought
2: was sweet. Yeah, and then he walks back out. He's like, "Bye, Mary. See you soon. Like, great job." Yeah, you know, <laughs> like that is the sweetest principle. And of course, Pam's like, "Mary, we'll is that talk in my see head?" If or did... you're
1: still chaperoning the the fall dance? We'll I... talk soon. <laughs> uh, Fucking Pam. So Mary admits to the detective that he kind of forced her to have sex with him, but she did it anyway. She knew she was the adult. Um, she says to him, like Billy's different. He's special. I was helping him with art in school. We, we became close. Like you really see how innocent she is in this whole thing. Um, and then, uh, Billy's signing his statement at the station when the detective asks Mary, if she wants to give a statement as well, she's like, I want to do whatever whatever is going to help Billy. I want to do whatever the right. thing." No, is.
2: Mary, no, no, Mary.
1: And then when the woman says we can use your statement against you in court, Mary goes, I want a lawyer.
2: Yeah. Okay. So then good. Why am I telling Mary to do the right thing? Burn Mary. I don't know why I'm like rooting for Mary. I'm always rooting for the one who's arrested.
1: I will say that they, this is how lifetime helps out. Like a female perp is that she's like basically in her moment where she can be a total shithead and throw him under the bus or already be devious and have a lawyer set up she's like i want to do what what will help billy like i want to help him
2: yeah okay i'll give that to mary
1: that's lifetime trickery
2: yeah but and i would like to say she could have said i was raped or she could have done a hundred things but then she's got like but you were in that art class where you're drawing dicks together or you you know that time you were pulled over on the shoulder of the road right and weren't they pulled over a couple of times
1: yeah, there's about to be the second one soon. But the thing is, is that what we have to remember with this is we're not judging real Marion Billy. This is a fictional version. This of is the- Penelope,
2: who I feel so bad for. Like she just she got a, a Golden Globe nomination and then she disappears. And then she comes back in some shitty movie four years later. And so I see this and I'm like, you could have been more like, I wish you had believed in yourself more Penelope and just kept at it.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about the psychologists at the top is that these, tra- the trajectory with the lifetime stuff is like shocking to me because sometimes people will have an amazing career kind of plateau after their award and then start doing lifetime. Sometimes people will really like get their chops doing lifetime movies and right. then blow up.
2: Now they're getting their chops in the Hallmark movies. Yeah. That's where they cast it like, community theater, and it's always the same actors playing, every you know, different roles in all the movies.
1: Candace Cameron's about to do her ninth one of, like, one series. It's not Nora Roberts, but it's something like that. Her ninth. uh, Jesus. They make
2: bank. She'll be ready soon.
1: Uh, But the mom doesn't take the fact that her son was raped well, and she takes it out on him as I think— I don't know if you had a mom— I had a single mom who was afraid all the time. And so when she was scared for me, she would get mad at me and that's how it would come out. So when I was watching the scene, as much as I was like, oh, that's so terribly cruel. There's probably like, you know, sexism stuff going on here as well as like maybe some cultural stuff. But I think she's just a single mom who's like at her wits end to begin with. And then...
2: Yeah. Also, the word rape has changed a lot over the years. Yes. the, The way it's defined. Because back then it used to be um associated with violent um violence and uh tor- you know not torture but you know violence basically yeah and someone who's unwilling that's what everybody used to say like when this story came out people were like you can't rape a guy with a boner that yeah, doesn't yeah, even yeah. make any sense like who cares who doesn't want to fuck his teacher and there's even a radio clip supposedly from back then where one we guy's like, was she already? good? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And,
1: like, and, and this is the whole thing with this week when they got divorced, everyone being like, love is dead. And I'm like, or maybe like, if this was any other situation where the victim was female, people would be like, she's been held captive for the last, like by a person that's been brainwashing her. Billy was in her class in second grade. Yeah. She's been brainwashing him his whole life for all they know.
2: Yeah. I think the mother got so mad at him because he was deceiving her the whole time. I think if it had been like a one-time event or something, but all all of a sudden she's like, wait a minute, he's been spending the night and lying and had her over here that night. It was dark. I didn't even think anything weird about that.
1: Right. So Mary like can't really play by the rules ever. We, even though she's been told like you're going to get released on bail, but you can't talk to Billy and you can't talk to his family. She meets Billy's mom in the park to have a one-on-one because we know she's pregnant now by Billy. Um, and she says mother to mother, billy's mom says mother to mother you got kids you know what i mean i place my son in your hands you take care of him like you would your own son you broke trust with me what have you done to my family
2: yeah the only sensible person in this goddamn movie the mom it's so
1: real the scene with the mom yeah because she's also not like spitting mad or like anything she's just like mom to mom like how could you do this to me because she likes mary yeah you know i don't know whatever so Mary is asleep on the couch again. She's back on the couch. Uh, her husband tells her that he never called the police. It was his cousin. Um, Mary,
2: can't always the case. Dude, Get out of the
1: here, way Steve. he says it is sinister. He's like, "Just so you know, I never called the police on you." And she's like, "Yeah, right." And he goes, "It was my cousin." And it was like, "How does your cousin know? Did he find the journal?"
4: Uh,
2: yeah, he's like, "Hey, I found Mary's journal."
1: The Listen. cousin's cleaning the house for extra money.
2: Well, thank God the cousin told somebody. I mean, what the hell? Steve wasn't going to tell anybody or call the police? Well, I guess that would embarrass him, too, which would take down his pride.
1: Yeah, because he's definitely like uh, a now man. Now I'm
2: understanding, Steve. This movie is killing me.
1: <laughs> um, so Mary's not allowed to sleep with her kids in the same house as her kids, so she's sleeping in the family van during this time.
2: I'll be on the shoulder of the road in the van. Nothing
1: uh, bad will happen. Oh, so this is big. The news breaks... It's it's present day. The news breaks that Mary's dad, who's like Schmidt, I think is his last name. He fathered two kids illegitimately with student college students of his while he was in office. And we just see Mary's mom like stoic at home, like watching this news on TV, like doing the sign of the cross. Like she's just like everything I know is a lie, but big surprise.
2: But don't you think Mary and the dad were both like, fuck you, lady? Yeah. Yeah. She's a monster.
1: They definitely get there at the end. Like basically Mary and him are like gangbusters, dude.
2: Yeah, but doesn't the doesn't he still stay on the mom's side kind of?
1: At uh, the end? Like a pussy. I mean, he's dying. She takes care of him. Oh, that's true. You're not gonna like slap the hand that feeds you pudding. That's true. Um so Mary and her dad have like a one on one. And she he's like, Are you in love with him? And she's like, Yes. And he's like, Well then I've got no nothing to say. Well, yeah, think- now
2: that you're an asshole too <laughs> yeah. My whole life would have been different if you had said that years and years ago. Like, no, I wasn't in love with him. Okay, then go be happy and find a way to be happy. But instead, you sex shamed her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk. He's like, oh, I got caught. Okay, it's okay for you too. Sorry,
1: you fucked your brother, by the way.
2: Like, Does he know?
1: No, but I mean, P.S. Oh, my God. Um, so when Mary comes home with her dad, she sees her mom in the kitchen. The mom's like doing all this housework. And the mom just looks at her and says, may God in heaven have mercy on you. Uh, and Mary, the
2: dad too, right?
1: Kind of, yeah.
2: She says, both of you. Like, may God have mercy on the both of your souls. It's like, okay, congrats. You're the only one in heaven. Like, now what do you win?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, you literally you're alone know no heaven. one in there. Yeah. Great time up in oh, heaven. Fine. So Mary's like, where are my kids? Um, and basically the mom's like, what you've done in God eyes requires repentance. And so you need to spend time alone. So Steve has taken the kids to where Mary's parents live. And the parents are going to watch the kids for a while while Mary works on her penance.
2: How is it penance? How is it not seeing your kids? I get that that's punishment, but how is that not punishment for the kids? Why do the kids have to keep paying? You it's know,
1: fucking terrible. It's fucking. It's absolutely terrible. And like they've basically like I think to this day the kids don't speak
2: to her. Oh, well, yeah. Would you?
1: No. but I mean, like, it's your mom. You know what I mean? And, like, Mary... I know,
2: but she totally just threw their asses away. Even though she's saying, I love you, I love you. Well, getting laid by that guy was more important. Like, you know that's against the law. And then which part we'll get up to next? I'm just bracing myself for my anger. Look how calm I am. It's not going to last.
1: <laughs> um, one thing that I think also is another sign of how Mary's parents kind of dictated the future of her life was that they came to an agreement with Steve that if Mary gives up Billy's child for adoption, then there might be a chance that she could have visitation with her kids someday. But unless she does that, there's no sign that she's shown her penance, done her penance or whatever. Right. Um, Mary gives birth to her daughter, Audrey. Um, Billy's mom meets the baby. She says that CPS is going to take the baby in 48 hours. And Billy's mom has to be the guardian. Steve decides to take the kids to Anchorage and move them there permanently.
2: Fucking Anchorage, Steve. Like, are you happy in Anchorage, Steve? No. It's like, I'm ha- I'm living on spite now.
1: And we know he's working for the airline, too. And I'm like, really, how many planes are coming in and out of Alaska?
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's why he's doing it. Because fucking Mary, the non-effort maker.
1: I guess it's cheap to live up there.
2: I guess. It's so cold. What is he doing? The guy doesn't even pay his phone bill. That heat's going to be turned off in a damn week.
1: It is like one of those dramatic moves, though, where it's like, I'm just going to move to fucking Alaska. Like, yeah, you're I'm gonna never going to like, find Hawaii. us. Like, I'm just going to get the fuck out of here and go to the exact opposite climate that anyone would normally go to. Yeah. Um. So, Billy and Mary are laying in bed. They're making a beeper codes so that they can text each other.
2: That
4: I mean, we've all been there. From
1: jail. Yeah. But like 187... One eight seven is like I miss your body, and one eight seven is like the California Penal Code for a dead body.
2: Is that true? And I
1: thought it was so weird when, like, yeah, do you know that Sublime song? i one eight seven on a motherfucking cop. Like, I'm trying to
2: think, one eight seven. What does it mean again? Say it again.
1: In their relationship, it means I like want your body, but for this, it means like in the California Penal Code, it means there's a dead body.
2: Oh, for Christ's sake. I hated those stupid beepers. It's like, call me, call, like, some coded thing, and you go all the way to a fucking payphone, get grease all over your face calling. It's like, what's up? It's like, do you have something to say? I just had to march to a goddamn payphone. You don't even have anything good to say?
1: That I was love you. so Fuck annoying you. about beepers. Like, you would just do it to, like, be like, oh, hey, oh, I just want to say hi. All right. And it's like, great. Like, I'm glad that I, like, took 20 minutes out of my day to get to a landline. No shit. Um,
2: Like, I just left work to come to a payphone and talk to you. Yeah. But it was cool at first.
1: So Mary's mom comes to the prison. She brings her clothes to wear for court. Her mom pushes her again to give the child up for adoption. And then her mom uh, said that she tried to sneak in curlers because Mary's hair is a mess, but she couldn't bring them in. So she brought her tampons to curl her hair. What does
2: the mother know about tampons curling your hair? Like, how would a woman like that even come up with that?
1: I don't even think that she would put a tampon in. I think that she would think you're like losing your virginity if you do that. She's one of those ladies. And she
2: only shows up for Mary when she's like, well, you better look pretty while you give up your children. Like, here's some lipstick. Here's some nail polish. Didn't she give her nail polish or something in prison?
1: Uh, no. Every
2: woman needs to wear nail polish and lipstick.
1: So that's echoing in Mary's mind as she starts to get ready for her court case. And she actually asks the prison guard if she can borrow some lipstick. Um, Which the prison guard obliges, which I thought was wild. Um,
2: And amen for having lipstick as a prison guard. It's like, I'm going to look great today.
1: So Mary has her, like... preliminary not i know it's not the preliminary hearing it's it's like the hearing that we're gonna figure out if she gets to have probation or what Uh,
4: this august 35 year old mary kay letournell pled guilty to second degree child rape
0: a girl is never fully put together without lipstick and polish on her toes do you have any lipstick i could borrow the victim, her former student, is 13 years old. Well, today, Mary Kay receives her sentence in King County Court in Washington State. Judge Lindelow has two options, to force Letourneau into counseling or to send her to prison for up to seven years. Mary Letourneau is an adult who sexually abused a boy, a sixth grade child.
3: She's on medication. She's more realistic now. She gets it, Your Honor.
0: Your Honor, Mary Latourneau inherited a gene for a condition known as bipolar disorder, which is a biochemical imbalance generally triggered by trauma. Postpartum depression is a particularly devastating time for women who suffer bipolarity. And she sought her way out of, out of this really unendurable despair in her relationship with this boy. She saw him as a man. She, she saw him as a hero, a savior, and she rocketed from depression to a, a state of a kind of exaltation where she felt invincible and able, in fact, compelled to take extraordinary risks, emotional risks and sexual risks. Mary is not a bad person. She's just a human being that made a terrible mistake. I do not feel that there is a crime. My son does not feel victimized. Rape is when someone is forced. My son was not forced. He's not a victim. So I plead here today On behalf of Mary and the six minor children affected by this, including my granddaughter and my son, who feels unbearable guilt, please send Mary to treatment. I ask you to look deep into your hearts. Jail will not benefit anyone. And as God has forgiven me, it has, as a society, forgive Mary also. Thank you.
2: My mom would be like, throw his ass in jail and teach him a lesson. Like, she would not be making those excuses. But that's a good mom, right?
1: I mean, she is a good mom for sure, I think, and that she's... No she's,
2: matter what.
1: I mean, yes. And also, like, Mary does have six minor kids. I do think that this is a little bit of like ignorance just in where societally we were at with rape. I will say that if that was a courtroom that my mom was in, she'd be like, this is my daughter's fault. Like my like if I was Billy in this situation, my mom would be like, Molly, like can't be trusted. Like she, this is definitely That's what fault. I'm saying too. Yeah. Oh, my mom sure. would be
2: like, throw his ass in jail, you know?
1: Yeah. 100 percent so mary makes her statement which is her real statement word for word penelope m miller puts some stank on it so if you guys are at home and you want to watch that you can i just don't want to listen to it again
2: yeah that's so depressing the speeches are so like so long i'm like oh i only feel for the mom and also she's like please don't throw her in jail i'm gonna have to raise this fucker alone you think billy's gonna sit there and breastfeed it or, well, she can't breastfeed, but, you know, feed the baby in the middle of the night and change diapers. Like, yeah. give me some help.
1: It is weird how gross it is to think about someone breastfeeding someone else's child now when, like, back in the day, people just did that all the time. Like, you just got passed around the cave and whoever had an open nipple, like, I know, say what way. you want
2: about formula, but it saved a lot of relationships.
1: For sure. Uh, so, Stephen was actually just saying through this, he's like, this movie is so, like, serious. It's,
3: a, it's I mean, it's a funeral, and... I mean, obviously it's a very fucked up, crazy topic, but I mean, Jodi Arias like had some bounce to it and somebody gets murdered yeah. in that movie. Some yeah. lifetime has camp.
2: I don't even know if this was lifetime. I feel like this was like a ABC movie that they just aired on. Lifetime.
1: How dare you? This was lifetime.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: Um. So uh, the judge says that she is persuaded. Community treatment is good. Uh, Mary's at home. She's going to be at home like on probation. She has to do all these mental check ins, take her meds or whatever. Then they never address what happens next, but she's at home brushing her hair and like large clumps of her hair start to fall yeah, out. Yeah,
2: what was that? Is I'm that like, like a pregnancy, a post pregnancy thing? I don't
1: know. I was like, oh, Mary has alopecia, like little lady. Like, I didn't yeah, know what was They skip over happening.
2: a lot of quick, they do a lot of quickies, like that she's fucking her brother was like five seconds of the whole thing. they like never. If
1: your hair's going to fall out from stress. Wouldn't that happen before you get let out of jail?
2: I thought when I was watching it, I thought it was a pregnancy thing because there there is like a thinning hair. Like there's a hair issue with pregnancy and all the hormones and stuff. So I thought they were doing it to show that she's like not feeling as womanly or as pretty. And that's why she does what she does next. I mean, this woman. Yeah. Whoever wrote this movie is so sweet to Mary Kay Letourneau because they excuse everything she did in a way. Like they give you a a viable reason. Like my hair is falling out. I mean, okay, so he's sixteen yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. he is now. But. They knew
1: their job and they fucking did it. Oh god! So Mary calls Steve; he's ignoring her. Then Mary decides she okay. She gets she goes to take her meds after she calls her kids, and then she gets a page from Billy. She puts her meds back in the bottle, and they make a plan to meet up at the mall the next day. <sighs>
2: see even there they're like she's it's just she's off her meds yeah that's what crazy people do is go fuck teenagers when they don't have that little pill it's like that is not how meds work people oh, like I to that... just make it sound like she's doing it because it's a craziness and not
1: oh i thought that was kind of like showing how not seriously mary took her punishment
2: yeah exactly but it's also showing like She's not taking those pills on purpose because she's crazy without the pills.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Mary shows up to the mall in a hat and glasses, which considering they've been plastered all over newspapers recently, like I would think a public mall and just simply a hat she and glasses. She looked like a
2: fucking rock, She looked like Madonna. She, there, it's like, don't <laughs> have anyone look at you, Mary. So she puts on a Madonna hat and like a full face of makeup and huge sunglasses and dresses hot. Like yeah. she looked hot at the mall. Like you're going to meet at the mall, Mary.
1: And when Billy finally walks up to her, he takes her glasses off to look into her eyes. And I'm like, yo, y'all are like a a newspaper cover right now. What are you doing?
2: They're shoulder, they're shoulder road, road, shoulder fuckers. They're just stupid. They're always going to be stupid. I was like, why don't you just go in the middle of the food court and start making out with a Mary?
1: Yeah. Seriously. Like take him behind that sarong cat. Like what were they? What what are the kiosks? That was what it was. They were at a sarong kiosk. And I'm just like, dude, what are you going to do to him? Like jerk him off between the sarongs. Um, (sighs) So they talk on the phone at night. He's trying to convince her to make a run for it. What did they
2: do? How did that end? Did they just... Oh, she walked away, right? She She walked away. Oh, Philly, here's something I got you. Didn't she give him like a trinket or something? She
1: gave, she wrote him a little note or something like that.
2: Mary with her written evidence. I know, so Jesus stupid. Christ, Mary.
1: So, um, she's saying to Billy, like, you need to be responsible cause you're a father and I have six kids, which showed to me that she's so delusional that in her mind, she thinks that the only thing standing between her and being with her kids is like her physical presence.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like she can't run for the border because like she's got kids to take care of. Yeah. I'm like Mary, you ain't ever seeing them again.
2: I know, and it's the it's the whole thing of like, well, you know, you're a father now, take responsibility because her whole thing has been about, I did it because we're in a committed relationship.
1: Yes. Yes. Back
2: to that whole thing again. You're wearing a Madonna hat in a mall, bitch. Please <laughs> stop lecturing and you broke something down. She,
1: you're like, oh, she cry cry. Like she's cray. Like she is legit cray cry. Yeah. Um, Mary and her father have dinner. I think this is very interesting. He tells her that statutory rape used to be a man's crime and that it changed a few years ago and that he was the biggest opposer of the bill. And he wonders if some liberal female judge is trying to get revenge on him for that.
2: (sighs) Did she... (sighs) God. So he's basically saying it shouldn't be a crime.
1: He's just saying like, you didn't really do anything. It's just these liberal bitches like trying to like find a loophole. Fuck me over. Like, it's
2: like all the people giving me shit for fathering two children while I had a family waiting at home. They're just a bunch of sexual, you know, they're all tied up sexually. Isn't that best? It's like when the most judgmental people, you find out they've been given blowjobs under bathroom stalls. Yeah. I mean, it's just the
1: best. 100%. So then uh, he says... She says to her dad, I'm going to get custody of my kids again. I'm going to get a job, blah, blah, blah. And he says, you can do that. You got to prove that you've been rehabilitated, get a job, you got to get your own place, and you got to show that you're trustworthy again. Well, the next scene is Mary in a car with Billy about to drive off. They're parked again on the side of the road. They have in the car uh, $6,200, a passport, a bundle of new baby clothes. Um, She gets arrested the judge imposes the original sentence. Uh, Mary's going to have to spend seven and a half years in prison. She gives birth to her second child of villies in prison. Um,
2: She's like, worth it. So what were you going to say was the real reason that she was put back?
1: So she said to Oprah that, or and not to Oprah, lie
2: to Oprah's ass.
1: Sorry, Barbara Walters, who I oh. think you, it would also be too scary to lie to.
2: I wouldn't be scared to lie to her. She's just a cunt. She's just like, she looks like a Chuck E. Cheese thing now. Like, you push her button and she comes back to life. And then she goes, I don't think, at this point, she's like, when did you cry? Like, I literally don't care. Make it it stop. It wasn't
1: until The View came around that I was like, Barbara Walters, maybe you aren't America's sweetheart. Like, (laughs) you have kind of like dickhead point of views. Like, uh, so basically what she told Barbara Walters is that she knew that if she stayed, uh, if she got out of jail and was on probation that for six months, she wouldn't be able to speak to her kids at all. So her like original kids. So, um, in her mind, it was worth doing seven and a half years in prison because then there wouldn't be a six month lapse in time where she couldn't send her kids birthday cards, birthday presents. And to her, it was like more important to be able to be in contact with her kids during those six months Than the seven and a half years that she would have to spend in prison. But those
2: kids weren't even allowed to see her. I don't believe that at all. And I wish that I had done my due diligence and watched the clips. Yeah. Because they're really making her out to be like so innocent and sweet. But that excuse takes a lot of thought.
1: Right. Well, no, I think that that's the best she came up with in seven and a half years, which again is another sign. I don't think Mary is particularly bright. I don't think she's working at the intellectual level of a woman her age or a woman that should be even close to her age. I think that she is working off of like the level maybe where she started hooking up with her brother. Like that's what they say is usually your m- brain pauses where you had your first sexual trauma.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that.
1: Yeah. So,
2: <sighs>
1: I don't know, man. Like, that's what she claims. She and Villy, I guess Villy dated other girls until she got out of prison. Yeah,
2: that was a weird thing, too, at the end when they were showing, like, the Mary, you know, Mary's a dumbass and fucked people on the shoulder of the road and she deserved what she got. And then they're like, Billy was still very into her, even though he dated while she was in jail.
1: Yeah, and Mary did, uh, I think, six months in solitary because she got caught sending Villy uh, notes through other inmates
2: writing shit down Mary I mean so he couldn't come visit obviously
1: no 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 like he like I don't even think she was supposed to no I guess once she got out of jail oh when she got out of jail Billy made a request which this movie stops before she got out of jail but in real life when she got out of jail Billy made a request to have the um, separation like lifted so that he could see her again and because he's legal and they were both still into it I guess But women in prison said that like they would hear Mary on the phone bullying him, being like, what are you doing with other girls? What are you? Where are you? What are you doing? That's
2: what I was going to say. She's just okay with him dating people. I don't think so. But I guess she couldn't stop it.
1: No. And I mean, I guess he has to put his dick in some people before, you know, I don't know. Do you think Mary lost her virginity?
2: Oh, no. She lost her virginity to her brother. Well, just how they made everything like Mary so nice and put upon her husband was mean about a phone bill. You know she just happened to get knocked up, like when she does that whole thing of "I went with my dad to the thing," and yeah. I left college, and then I got pregnant. I was like, did you fall on a dick? Like, where's all of the stuff, like, all of the details? They make her look just... And it's not a crime to have sex when you're... I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying they make her like a Disney character almost. Like, all this stuff
3: just happens to her.
1: It is very Disney, where it's like her parents are above her and, like, the constant source of her misery. Stephen, what's up?
3: Oh, I was going to say, this just got me thinking, how would they do this movie now? No, like, you know, like... Because they have to fill in all those gaps and make that dramatic through line that, like, they'd
2: probably, I think that they would have like a campier edge to it just because now that she's been doing the interviews, I mean, you see crazy on her face. I only saw the still of her and, and, um, Villy being interviewed, but she's like, Dee. she has this like look on her face where I'm like, I know she's trying to explain shit away. And they would character, they would kind of make more of a character. I mean, you can't really get too campy with it. Can you? But
1: no, it's tough because also she was still in prison when this happened. And I think that a lot of the good interview stuff to come, that would be great character stuff to kind of lay down for Mary's psychology would, it hadn't happened yet. Um, and she also was being like kind of around her, the time of her case, she was being kind of, you know, political. She was tight lipped to us in a sense because she wanted to try and get as little time as possible.
2: She would also be villainized a lot more. I think that if they made it now, they would really villainize her because this shit is very serious now. Like her own dad being like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, honey. You know, it's those liberal bitches or whatever. And even the mom, like, he's no victim.
1: That was uh, the only you know? shit that really helped me was seeing how fucked up religiously her family was because. That was like, oh, okay, like she's fucked. Like, like she's been hearing shit the wrong way her whole life.
2: Yeah, I mean, I see I can see all that. You know, like when Mercedes Rule gets into the whole uh psychology aspect of it, of course part of me is like, shut up, you know, stop using that as an excuse. But then the other part, and especially the way she's portrayed in this movie, they do lay out before she does anything bad, they're like, here's a husband being mad. Here's uh, her talking about how she's never had love. Here's how her parents didn't accept sexuality. It's like right before she does something bad, they always do that. Where I think now there would be no excuse. I mean, I think now people are like, that bitch is a rapist. Yeah, and no. they her like- as more of a conniving figure
1: they would show that like she had a fucked up background but they would hold her responsible it's like a serial killer it would be like oh his mom abused him when he was a kid but like he's still
2: responsible for his fucking actions i guarantee you if they made this now they would have made the character of Villy at some point be like oh i don't know mary she's like come on but we're in love you know
1: well he, that's what happened with the baby like when she when he's like can you have an abortion she's like no no we made blood
3: been sensitive malls. Thank you. Um,
1: well, are we recording? Yeah. So like basically I just, we went to like do a little pee break and I got a glass of wine and Ronnie and I were talking and I was like, Hey, when I was upstairs, I was thinking like, do we put some sort of maybe like disclaimer or trigger warning or whatever you want to call it at the top of the show? Just saying that like the subject matter that we're discussing today is like particularly sensitive for some people and we're talking about it in the context of a really bad like a exceptionally bad. I have to say this is probably the worst lifetime movie I've watched since I started this show.
2: It is, and so much of it when in what we do when we recap things, we like to make tasteless jokes and like get crazy, and this really isn't that kind of movie because they took it so seriously and the subject right. matter obviously is so serious. So we do make jokes throughout that might offend you, and our opinions go back and forth because – in a Lifetime movie, they're going to try and make you feel for the rapist. Okay. That's just how it is. It's
1: it's a female rapist. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we're going back and forth and just trying to understand the psychology. And if it's going to make you crazy, please just turn it off. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings.
1: Well, I think we're going to keep this at the end of the episode. So I just want to say if we made you crazy, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to do a disclaimer because I feel like that also takes away from some of the other subjects we've covered in the past, like eating disorders and we've covered rape before. And murder and terrible things that people experience all the time. So like to say this one is different.
2: I think this one feels different to us, even though we can make fun of anything is that it's a kid. So it, and they, the way they portray it is like the kids going for it. And, and it's the age old thing in our time. Like you can't rape a boy. Everyone thinks that it's been like that for a long time. It's slowly changing, but it is weird because even if you do have jokes, you can't. They're kids, you
1: know, right? A kid. Right. So uh, yeah, I just I think you know this is a uh, this is a lesson for me. And sometimes, even if I've watched a movie three times, if I decide that ultimately it's a shitty fucking lifetime movie, and there's not enough soil there for us to, you know, fuck around, play in that soil, make it muddy, have some fun artistic time. If we can't do that, then maybe we don't do the movie. And I think that this was a lesson in that for me.
4: But
2: also it was really nice to just sit with you guys and chill in your house and have real conversations i don't really do that that much in what i do i'm always like a theater kid jumping around trying to like make the cheapest joke i can to get a laugh And it's actually nice to just have a real conversation.
1: Well, I love you. But, you know, you can come over any time and we can talk about this sort of stuff without microphones, too.
2: I know. But who does that?
1: (laughs) I'm just apologizing to the girl in her Toyota Camry having a fucking meltdown right now because she didn't think this was coming. And I just or the boy or whoever, the man, the whatever you identify as, I apologize if this upset you in any way. But I think we did okay for what I
2: think we did. okay. you know, I mean. I caught myself feeling for Mary Kay, and I really think it's because I feel for Penelope at the end of the day. But, like, you put yourself through it to feel it and understand what the hell's going on in the story. And then I hated her as well. And, of course, it always comes down to your mom or your daddy issues.
1: Right. And this is not, like, comparable at all. But um, I thought of Stephen also, like, after I was like, no – Don't because we, I was like, don't do the trigger warning because you work on my favorite murder, which I gleefully listen to every week where terrible things are discussed. And I understand that it's not personal to me. So it's, I'm hoping that people feel that way when they hear this. It's not comparable though.
3: Well, I mean, it's, it's your finding humor in spite of it to, at least, at least I think with my favorite murder in the sense, the podcast, a lot of people are like, we need to find a way to laugh because this is so fucking horrifying. Exactly. (laughs) And And we can
2: separate ourselves from murder. Yeah. Because most of us aren't murderers. So there's like a fascination. But we've all been um, young people with a sexuality that we don't understand. And we're all from a country that it's a puritanical weird thing. Totally. That we all have weird guilt about it. But we've also been younger and had sexuality So it's just all, it's a mind fuck. It's a weird sidestep
1: for Lifetime that I would say handled rape almost like incredibly progressively in uh, She Cried No with Candace Cameron Bure and Mark Paul Gossler, which like basically was like the first thing that I could think of in terms of just like it being like yeah, we're going to debate like, is this a he should, he said, she said, but like ultimately we're going to stand by the victim and like make a point of how fucked up this is. And like, well, and how- that's
2: really important to remember because whenever it, it comes down to it and it's like, well, that girl was drunk in a bar and she was to- totally sticking her tongue down people's throats and then, and then, and then, and then. It's almost like people will make you see, well, how is the guy going to stop himself? No, at the end of the day, he raped somebody who said no. That's bullshit. Yeah. There's no justifying it. I mean, if you kill somebody, you can come up with any justification to maybe get a lighter sentence. But you're still going to jail. You killed somebody.
1: Yeah. And in a weird way, I kind of put this case just because of the sensationalism around it. The characters evolved, et cetera. And like how... Character the characters involved were. I put this in the same category as Jean Bonnet. W- Wags, bless you. I put this in the same ca- category as Jean Bonnet and also, uh,
3: oh man, what's the other one that I always think of? Casey Anthony? Nah. Brandon not.
1: No. Uh, Courtney Stodden, that 16 year old girl who married the actor from Green Mile? Uh huh. I mean, that's like a fucked up tale. Just because her parents could legally write her off to this 50 year old man. Yeah, it's essentially in a lot of ways the now wasn't same. Wasn't the mom
2: kind of like pimping the kid out or something? Like, there is something really fucked up that I remember in the distant past. The mother-daughter and that girl's still experiment. sticking with it, isn't she?
1: No, she got divorced from him this year after she had a terrible miscarriage; it was awful. But she's a little bit older now, and she did a reality show with her mom on Lifetime, actually called "The Mother-Daughter Experiment," which is incredible. And I hope it's available in the Lifetime app. Check out lifetimemovieclub.com mom com was slash in that too, Right? Yeah, with Kimberly. Oh my god.
2: It's one of those things I'll watch if I'm ever, like, disabled in some way. Like, if I get run over by a car and I'm just stuck in bed, I'll be like, okay, I'll visit that.
1: Yeah, it's really good. And actually, it's like Kim and Kimberly are looking at each other like, what? Like, to look at them, like, judge someone else is amazing. And everyone in the room from Char Jackson to Kim Richards is looking at Courtney's Stone and her mom being like, so we're cool, right? <laughs> like, it's just you need sometimes you need to see someone that fucked up. Um, but let's go through our lifetime scale, shall we? Okay. Acting. Uh, wait, what's your favorite movie? Sorry.
2: In general? Yeah. Or Best lifetime? movie
1: ever made all time.
2: Well, I can I say two? I can't, right? Yeah, you can. I like the color purple. Okay. And I like Clue.
1: Okay. So one is the color purple or Clue. Okay. And five is Mother May I Sleep with Danger.
2: Okay. So
1: on a scale of one to five, would you say this is closer to the color purple or Mother May I Sleep with Danger?
2: I would have to say probably closer to the color purple just because there was like some sensitivity in it. Yeah. Even though I didn't buy most of it. At least they were trying. It wasn't campy, you know.
1: So like 2.5? Okay. Okay, cool. Um, Underreactions. Something happened and there was a major underreaction.
2: The whole movie.
1: I know. This is Pam. a five. Pam, I think Pam, Pam is, just, is a five. Pam herself has carried the five for the entire yeah. team.
2: On a scale of Pam to Pam.
1: Overreactions though too Were pretty huge In terms of Mary's parents Steve
2: Well her mom never even Gave any emotion Yeah The biggest The only overreaction I saw was Steve With the telephone bell But that was huge
1: No the mom saying You have to give We've sent your kids away And you have to do penance Was pretty big But she was
2: so calm
1: But it's an overreaction
2: That's true I guess I'm thinking In the like emotional rah, way
1: Let's give it a three
2: Okay Okay
1: uh, Dialogue is this the color purple or is this Mother May Asleep Sleep With Danger?
2: You know, again, I would have to say color purple because they were like, let's talk psychology, Mary. Also, they got Mercedes Rule, like, not laughing her ass off. She was like, I'm really a calm psychiatrist slash. <laughs> so, yeah, they tried. I would give it a color. I'm, I'm like so sorry, Steven Spielberg, Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey, all the people who worked really hard on the color purple. I'm sorry.
1: So would you give this, like, a two? Or is this the best dialogue you've ever seen in a Lifetime movie?
2: The dialogue was pretty stupid. You tell me. Like, I'm me- I'm on the fence. I'm-, I'm mediocre. It wasn't the worst.
1: I'm going to give it a two. It wasn't the worst. Uh, There was more, like, weird setups and scenes. Like, the ice cream eating with the hands is always going to stick out to me.
2: Yeah. The whole opening thing that you played that they kept playing through the whole movie, and especially, a woman... Is only a woman with lipstick and nail polish that they played over and over. That would kill it. But the rest of the movie I thought made an effort.
1: Okay. Right? So we have Wardrobe, which is an overall category that has two subcategories. Okay. Uh, uh, subcategories are wigs and weaves and makeup. So keep that in mind. Wardrobe overall is this closer to the color purple or Mother May I Sleep with Danger?
2: Wigs and Weaves color purple. No,
1: no, no, no. Uh oh, okay. So Wigs and you want to go straight to Wigs and Weaves. Uh
2: Because they didn't wear any, right?
1: Right. We'll just give this a 1 for Wigs and Weaves. Overall wardrobe, what would you give that?
2: I would give it a I would give it a high score. Which is that? 1 I would give it a one because it was very much the time.
1: They nailed it.
2: And it looked like, oh, it's a period piece. But then when she went to the mall dressed all sexy, you're like, oh, okay. That's what they would do if they were making an effort. So I think they made an effort to keep it dowdy.
1: Makeup, I'm going to give a three because there was a lot of heavy looks. And then also like um, just like the way that she put her lipstick on and then it was perfectly blended into a blush. It was a little bit just like delusional and Agreed. not in a good movie way. So makeup is a three.
2: Makeup is a three. I feel like I should lower the hair score because that tampon curler scene. I don't want, oh, I don't yeah. want children do that. Oh, yeah, the tampon
1: curler. Okay, we're giving it a two for the tampon curler. Okay, Sorry. Thank you. I mean, making an amendment on the books. Retroactive. Uh, crying. Like that big crying scene that's like unrealistic in real life but is great for a lifetime movie.
2: No, they were terrible with that. Don't you think?
1: Like not enough crying?
2: Their subtlety in this movie I think was pretty good.
1: Heavy-handed subtlety.
2: Yeah, like I felt like that was pretty well done for a yeah. Lifetime movie. But whenever someone lost it, it just it didn't work. Even Villy, I was like, so, oh, good.
1: I I mean, I actually think the crying is like a four because the way Villy's mom lost it, it's very close to Mother Mayson.
2: Billy's mom, yeah. Billy's mom can kind of win everything in this.
1: Beating but. him with a broom when she found out what had happened.
2: Well, I used to have to pick belts. I mean, a broom's really I'll not that bad. A belt. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Shit, man, growing up was guys. rough, dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But then it
2: was over, you know? So
1: No, I i don't even have to ask what this is. Victimization of the female character is probably our ultimate five. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the most lifetime eat shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Font, we didn't really get a view of the font.
2: The font was so squiggly. Um yeah, I would I would actually say five with the font because that we don't remember it is
3: sad.
1: Okay. So, uh, Stephen, where does that leave us?
3: Ooh, we are a 32.5.
1: Wow, I'm surprised because we started out so light in the beginning. But yeah, when it was bad, it was bad. I mean, lifetime
2: Look, we we do this to enjoy ourselves, not to feel terrible and yeah. sad. Yeah. And I don't appreciate that, especially when that woman really is a monster. Like in t- by today's standards, there is no excuse, young lady and I don't like that I even had to feel things for you. And Penelope Cruz, make an effort. Where is she?
1: Penelope Ann Miller.
2: Yeah, Penelope, Penelope Cruz, Cruz is can like, I don't need Penelope to make an, an effort. Penelope Cruz
1: as <laughs> Mary Key Letourneau? <laughs> yeah. That would be a totally hot and totally different movie. Like, it'd just be that scene from Volvere where she's dancing through the living room and we're all like, yeah, whatever, Billy can get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally, Billy can get it. Um, yeah,
2: Penelope Ann Miller's insecurity has always, I think, made her a, decent dramatic actress but yeah. i think it also made her quit acting or something like bitch get back here
1: i hope she's okay
2: she's on a farm somewhere like i don't need it yes you do you do need it let Come me back check
1: me. her imdb and see if she has anything in post
2: i don't think she does but look because i i was like i'm getting distracted because i saw peewee's big top yeah and then she was golden globe nominated for something and then it was four or five years and she did like oh something she is- terrible
1: she has something called American Dresser in post. Something called Sundown that was announced. I mean, she's not in anything crazy, but she was a series regular on Mistresses.
2: Oh, see? I didn't even see it. Welcome back, Penelope, five years ago. And Congrats. American
1: Crime, whatever that was. It was on two years ago when she was a regular.
2: I actually watched that. You did? Season two.
1: Oh, wait. I think I know what that was. It oh was my God. a show Penelope, I wanted to be Welcome American home. I'm glad you're story. still
2: working. Yeah, there were... Yeah, why would they have two oh, names? Oh, she's
1: rich. Fuck Penelope. Yeah,
2: fuck her. I'm sorry for feeling bad for you. I don't even feel bad even for you feel now, I am bad Penelope. for you, Penelope. Asshole.
1: Sorry. Sorry that you so convincingly betrayed this dumb teacher. Glad um, you got
2: over Pam, bitch.
1: Would you buy Villy's strain of weed and what would you call it?
2: I would not because that guy looks like he will lace your shit with something. Yeah. I don't trust him.
1: There's PCP in the mix.
2: Yeah, I don't trust him.
1: But what would you name his strain?
2: Um teacher pussy. Uh O'Keefe.
1: What does that mean?
2: Georgia O'Keefe. It was like oh, his first pussy oh say. Oh my
1: god, dude, that's and so And O'Keefe is actually weed. And it's flowers, dude. Oh my god, Fuck you're yeah. so smart. Kind of has a double. meaning wouldn't it donut. He wouldn't. Oh my god. He'd Billy. name it like chronic
2: with a K at the beginning and the end. Yeah. Idiot.
1: Yeah, he would. Oh my God. Well, Ronnie, thank you so much for being here.
2: I'm so mad now. I don't know why it turned.
1: It turns, right?
2: It turned. Like, I'm mad now.
1: Well, I've never done one like this where I'm like, I don't want to joke about it. I love this story in the news. I don't like that we've had this. Like, if we had done this last Friday, I think it would have been just as bitter on our ends, except we wouldn't have this added incentive of like, he's divorcing her now.
2: Yeah. But it was good chilling with you guys. Thank you so much. Guess what I'm doing now? What? I'm going line dancing.
1: Oh, no. Where? Harry's oil? Whatever.
2: Yeah. Wait. What's I think it called? Oil can mad Oil cans. Oh,
1: fuck yeah! I feel
2: like that's why I'm getting mad.
1: You're gonna take your scooter up to the valley and line dance it out. Yeah. Just people like, are gonna be I'm...
2: like, "Why are you crying?" I'm gonna <laughs> be like, "Do you know what pain there is in the world?"
1: Yeah. Her dad was like for the Independent Party, man, and he was impregnating students too. I'm for How the was Independent Marianna Party.
2: When? I hate knowing that the Independent Party was that. Like that's the.
1: You're for the ind- Independent Party.
2: It's pretty yeah, conservative. just because they're not Republican or Democrat.
1: Right, right.
2: I mean, I don't even know what they say, really. Don't they always say something different? They're independent.
1: That's what Thomas Ravenel ran under.
2: <sighs> well, he also had good coke so there you go there
1: was that uh (laughs)
2: people aren't all bad political
1: career ended too soon um you guys thank you so much for joining us for this odd delightful treat i will try i don't know what next week move what next week's movie is yet so i will try to put in some sort of delicious little palate cleanser uh you know maybe something that was less depressing and factually hardcore um at least if it's a murder, like a Jodi Arias thing, something that I can find some joy in. Uh, yeah,
2: someone that you can root for the murderer. That's yeah, what I need.
1: Mean. Yeah, this is, I'm so sorry, you guys. Uh, but thank you for listening. Good talk. You can always join the Lifetime Movie Club, if I haven't reminded you enough yet. LifetimeMovieClub.com slash malls uh, for your free month, 30 whole days for oh, wow. free. Yeah, every a new a new movie every day.
2: That's a good deal. Yeah.
1: Free? Yeah, that's a good deal.
2: I'm gonna get that for my mother for Christmas. <laughs> Honey. She loves her lifetime
1: girl. Uh, it's a $3.99 subscription a month. It's not that bad.
2: That's not bad at all.
1: Four dollars a month for a movie every day.
2: There's a lot in that catalog.
1: Yeah, and like you see, I have this TV here. I don't need to go to the movies.
2: Yeah, sometimes I'm like, what is Tori Spelly- spelling feeling right now? And I can always find out.
1: I'll wait till Get Out makes it to the Lifetime movie app. Thanks. <sighs> Do you think they'll be doing that?
2: Is she in Get Out?
1: No. Um, I'm just saying that I'm not gonna go to the movies anymore because lifetime movie at
2: I ain't going to the movies for twenty damn dollars. I ain't yeah. paying to see that.
1: Oh, I love it. Tom like,
2: Cruise the Mummy. Shut up. If no. I'm going
1: to the movies, I'm spending a hundred dollars. Yeah, like, that's why I'm I can not go, I'm spending one hundred no, I'm I'm like, I'm either not going to the movies or I will be spending one hundred dollars today. Well, you have to because now they're it. like,
2: Would you like a fine dining experience and ten dollar yeah. drinks and a chair that rocks no bitch Dude, give me a five dollar movie
1: last time i went to the dine theater i saw suicide squad with like a uh, bunch of homophobic teenagers who were literally calling out slurs to the uh what do they call them My usher who was like serving popcorn uh, and like as soon as he'd leave they'd like drop slurs and they'd be like l- like cackling like mean teenagers do what theater uh, MGN 5 star In Glendale Which I oh. still do not know How it's open If it is still even open How
2: do kids get enough Allowance to go to A dine in theater anyway
1: They're shithead kids From LA I don't know what the fuck They do Fuckers What do we do I played with a stick In the yard
2: I had five dollars I oh. would go roller skating Once yeah. a week And buy a pickle That exactly. was my life I,
1: loved, I love pickles
2: I know me too
1: Okay well you guys Have a good week Steven thanks so much For being here friend Talk to you soon
2: Love ya everybody
1: Bye You for listening to mother may i sleep with podcast if you liked what you heard make sure you're subscribed in itunes Acast, or wherever you're listening to this right now want to help support the show we've got a patreon for that patreon.com slash m-m-i-s-w-p if you can't donate but still want to help we always appreciate a five-star review in the itunes store with some kind words or passing this podcast on to your friends you can find all of our social media pages and keep up with our ranking system by visiting mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. Thank you to our producers, Stephen Ray Morris and Nicole Matthew, and of course you for going on this weird journey with us. Until next time, I'm Molly McAleer.